Welcome to Bottled Soccer Talk. My name is Nestor. I'm joined here by Henry. This is Two Guys, Two Mics, Two Pints, the only podcast in the world where we enjoy beverages while discussing football. Uh, don't at me. Um, and this is episode number 56. How you doing, my guy? Doing good, doing good. Um, you know, enjoyed some great football this week, Man. today, yesterday. It's been pretty, uh, you know, thick right now. There's just football everywhere. Thicker than a bowl of frozen peanut butter? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, right now I'm kind of still reeling on the news you just gave me right before we started. Uh, I mean, I guess we can get right into it. Um, <clears throat> well, a couple of bits of news, but most importantly is the World Cup, man. We, we talked about this a few weeks back on how the rumors were that um, they're going to try and do a biennial World Cup, which is going to be every two years instead of the four years that we've known it for. And um, I just want to say that that's a bunch of horse shit. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, again, I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to repeat a lot of things that I've already said about it. Um, but it just takes away everything that we know and love about the World Cup. And they're trying to sell it to us as if we're fucking stupid. I'm uh, not stupid, okay? <laughs> there's a uh, inf- uh, uh, Gianni. Is that his name? Gianni Infantino. Gianni Infantino. Yeah. There's a quote of his saying, this is not for us. This is for our children. We want them to appreciate football just like we have. We're like, what? To, so, yes. Yeah, so what? To maintain their passion. To, to maintain their passion. Dude. Brother, dude, this shit's gone for gener- like four or five generations now. And you're telling and you're trying to sell it to us as, as uh, I don't know. As a passion thing, uh, I'm not buying it, brother. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's right on the lines of uh, the Super League. Uh, I if, think it's worse, if know, not you know, worse. Yeah, yeah um, in some ways, because this is it has implications on history as well, and that's that's my biggest gripe with it too. I mean, how do you give an equal opportunity to players that only got to play it every four years? Now players getting double the amount of of World Cup time in a span of their career and we're gonna see records inflate and i think it's unfair for some of the greatest players we've seen the messi's ronaldo's and the guys that had the longevity to be able to play you know four or five uh world cups you know your rafa marquez is your um who else has been around for a long time your um miroslav close yeah yeah. lothar mataus you know those kind of players um and and those those records are going to mean jack shit because player that's like 29 years old is already going to have like 12 world cups under his belt you know um right. but that's not, that's be besides the point we know what it's all about yeah I mean, it's it's an obvious cash grab because everyone watches the world cup but my question is are people going to tune in as fervently as they have in the past knowing that it's every 2 years I think they will because, I mean, we look at it now and we think uh, two years, it seems like a little bit of time, but it's actually still a lot of time. It's still enough it's a time significant amount of time to for create sure. anticipation. And like thinking about the American market, because that's the, the biggest one that every country in the world is trying to exploit. Yeah, um, especially in, in, in the footballing aspect, too. Like the, the sport is barely becoming hip enough here. Where it's actually starting to attract mainstream attention from our local media. Yeah, so imagine how big, and I'm just thinking on the rationale of the uh, American perspective, is imagine how big the Super Bowl would be if they did it only every two years. 
You know, <laughs> it, it would get huge, right? Like everyone would go crazy, like crazier than they already do. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I can see that that part of it. And there's some countries in the world, like China and India, that they're really trying to exploit the viewership from. But the hardcore people that actually watch it for the football, for the love of the game, this is just so disappointing. It's a sellout. Yeah, it's a complete um, sellout. And I, I think I remember reading something about uh, um, that they're going to do the World Cup every two years. And so every off year that they do it, like every other every other tournament, they're going to include teams that didn't make it from the last time. Sheesh. So, yeah. you know, you know, oh my God. So there's going to be zero footballing prospect. And in those tournaments where the ones that didn't make it the year before or the, um, the tournament before, it's like that, that tournament's going to sh- be shit. Yeah. And you know, they're going to organize some kind of super cup between the two champions. <laughs> of course, right? Yeah. So, oh man, it's, uh, and, uh, Arsene Wenger is really the face of it too. He's, yeah. I, and I, I, discussed this maybe a month ago even i was like this guy has got to be being you know he's got to be slip some money for this because i i swear if i wanted to i'm sure there's a clip of arson wenger as a manager eight years ago where, where he's complaining about fixture congestion things or like international that. fixtures things like that or yeah or like saying that it's frequent and it injures his players all <laughs> of a sudden he he's had a change of heart and now he's for it and it, what, what hurts me more is the, the reasons and the excuses for it. I can tell he doesn't really mean it, man. He's saying, like, oh, it's going to increase the passion for the game. It's just these vague uh, statements they make. They're like... These uh, very generic, yeah. uh, nonsensical statements. I, I don't <laughs> understand how it's going to raise passion for everybody. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I mean, there's just so many corny excuses I've seen used... I think you can just make more. We're gonna valid. see players sit out tournaments, and that's gonna be a huge talking point. Yeah, yeah, they are, and then you know, players I think have been one of the the ones that are more largely opposed to it. No one's listening. Like all the players that you hear interviews from, yeah, Modric, uh, Modric is like very yeah. like outspoken about it. It's like no one's talking to us about this. No yeah. one cares. <laughs> you know, um, uh, and the fans, I don't know. I, I don't see the same outreach as well, we did from the Super League. Yeah, there. I think there's there's a there's more there was more outrage with the Super League because it has more direct implications to a league team per se, uh, and so it's just there's fans everywhere for that support different clubs. But um, in this respect, I think people aren't like overly, you know, hating on it just because I mean it is still like kind of a big deal that you will get a major tournament every two years as opposed to four. I mean, I, I mean, I get it, and it creates, like, the suffering of these three years make the fourth year worth it where you get to enjoy it, but it kind of does suck to wait that long sometimes, you know? So I'm just trying to make rationale with how some people might be interpreting it. It's the same way some people interpreted the Super League. They're like, well, yeah, hell yeah, I want to see, like, the best teams play the best teams every week. It's like, that's not the point, man. It's, it's about the... I hate to sound like a, you know... Uh, like a purist but it's for about the integrity of the sport now you know it's like certain things can change certain things can evolve something like this is is just damaging to the purity of it i feel that has been established for so long well the the super league in effect would have taken over what we know as the champions league right um so we would still have leagues you know we would still have the 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 uh 
um, FA Cups or the Copa del Rey as, as they are. Well, clubs would have gotten kicked out consequently from these yeah, FAs. So that's because, the only issue. Because of their little gang that they joined. Yeah. But their intent was to stay there. Um, okay, whatever. The, the FAs had problems with it, and, that, and that's a whole other issue, I guess, versus an actual whole federation agreeing to join the FIFA, the, the, um, FIFA with the World Cup. Right. Now, do the FAs... Um, like, are the league FAs part of the the World Cup? No, no, they they're not. I don't think they're directly affiliated. The only time they ever are is for uh, like the Super Cups. I want to say, like you know, uh, when Europa plays, uh, uh, the Europa winner plays the Champions League winner. What things I mean like is that. the 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 English FA or the Spanish FA? Do do they um? I don't even know how I'm trying to phrase this question, but like, if there's they, any relation between what, between those, yeah, and the and the national teams, I want to say no, but it's it's kind of confusing, right? Because you know, I, I say no because the FA in in turn, I feel like represents the clubs in particular and the the league that pertains to the country, but it is kind of murky because the FA is is also what they call the England national, the you federation, know, like their actual federation, you know, but. uh it's 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 kind of interesting, but I think it's it's a uh, just the fact that it ha- doesn't have to do with league teams. It's it's kind of almost like apples and oranges, I'd say, with yeah. similarities for sure. But but well, my what I was getting at is it, okay. So if it is the same organization or the same um, body or entity, yeah, is it, why are they okay with the World Cup being two years, and why why do they pretend to be outraged at the Super League? Well, that, that was going to be my connection to those. I, I don't know how it. It's all, just all I feel like up. different severities of of problems there. But from a league perspective, at the end of the day, international teams play a tournament almost every year, anyways, as it is. So I mean, clubs aren't they're not going to be affected by it as as crazy as we might think. Uh, sure, there's going to be a lot of games, but my point is, there's always a lot of games, anyways. Um, you know, every summer there's there's a tournament it's or every qualifier. Other year. Uh, no, but I mean now. I mean you were I talking mean, about like friendlies. There's still windows where they play six friendlies in a in a summer or something, you know. And even in non World Cup years or non qualifying, there's World Cup qualifying. There's a bunch of other stuff. So games always are going to get played regardless. Uh, so it's yeah. not that big of a difference for for yeah, me. Yeah, but playing a, a friendly like uh, England against I don't know Botswana, you know, on you know just getting preseason versus. England playing uh, Italy in a in a tournament. The intensity is different, and the chance for injury is a whole lot different as well. Uh, I think at the end of the day, when you're a player and you're on the field, you're always going to compete. You're always going to make sprints. I mean, if you're not going and if you're not running on the pitch, you're going to get subbed off. I think I think you play regardless, regardless if it's competitive you, or not. Yeah, you and play, then, but um, you know, England doesn't play Botswana. They they just don't. They actually play good teams and friendlies. They don't play uh, guys they can just walk like all over i'd say but i mean just to uh, just to make the point that games are going to always be played and they have been it's just the problem is you know i get it. it's going to be representing the world cup now and i don't mm-hmm. like the fact that it skews stats particularly that's my biggest problem with it the integrity too but um i i could see why one would be less outraged at the biennial world cup than they would at the super league the super league is it was just a cash grab for certain interested parties and it doesn't allow the inclusion of other teams that want to join that that top uh you know circle there's that should be something that's guaranteed for an equal opportunity for 
any club in Europe. And it's not. At least the World Cup does give actually more of an opportunity now with the new format. Um, albeit that creates another subset of problems too. But yeah, it's a cash grab. Yeah. So yeah, I any mean, any other way. Yeah. Um, I I I don't know. I, I it's gonna be a hard thing to to get used to. Uh, right, but they're gonna say they're gonna start it say the after the 20, 2026 World Cup. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's. <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know. How much longer before they go, okay, well, we brought it this down to two out. years. Let's just do it every year now. This worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. And then after that, they're going to be like, let's have one every, let's have two every every year. Fuck. I think the fact that, excuse me, the fact that everyone was uh, okay with it uh, being in the winter kind of warmed up everybody they're like oh they, they let us get away with this all right yeah oh so we but, could slap them around so we can do we, yeah so we let's let's talk about three years every two years See. every two years makes more sense um, so yeah uh and then coincidentally or I, I guess as a side effect the euros is going to be every two years as well and then uh, you just told me again uh, another bit of news that they're planning on doing a Copa America every year now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, man, well, there's it, a Champions League final every year, right? Yeah, why sure. Don't, why don't we complain about that? Because it's always been like that. Why don't, why don't we do a coefficient where the, 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 you know, the participants are determined every two years? So, I mean, it's, it's just going to be a matter of getting used to it. But I, 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 I would really prefer it to stay four years. But if it's two years, I'm going to still tune in. I mean, shit, it's yeah, still I two mean, years. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's uh, football. Yeah, but... That's, you know, 700-odd days without a World Cup. I mean, it does still create that that uh, anticipation. For I, I guess you've talked yourself into thinking it's a not bad idea, huh? Yeah, well, it's just on the script it says to go on the contrary to you. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm just trying to critically think about it because I I'm still of the opinion that I don't want it, but the more I talk myself into it, it actually doesn't sound half bad. But like I told you, my biggest problem history. I I don't like that. I don't like that. Might as well just rename it. Don't even call it a World Cup anymore. Call it something different. <laughs> yeah, you <know what> I mean, <laughs> the World Championships. You know, because before the the Champions League was called something different as well. I think the Euro European League or something the like European that. The European Cup. Yeah. So I mean. Why not just do a whole rebrand if you guys are going to shove a two-year thing down our throat like that? I don't, I don't know. know. Y nada. <laughs> bueno, basta con eso, que me estoy encabronando, tío. Yeah, well, also speaking of the Super League, they're uh, talking about a reformat of it. Uh, so uh, it's ba they're basically talking about a Champions League. La Champions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but where teams are, are able to qualify every season. They didn't say under what metric they would qualify under. Highest attendance, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that's not gone away just yet. Uh, but in other news, um, what a crazy week. I mean, there's been a lot of goals. A lot of goals. Um, and a lot of, uh, not a lot of managers, but quite a few managers getting the... A bit under the cosh. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, well... We we talked about Steve Bruce last week, right? Yeah. As of this morning, was it? Yeah, this morning, uh, you know, top yeah. of the morning in England. It's uh, where it is. Steve Bruce and Newcastle come to a mutual agreement to part ways. I think just the most nice, the the nicest way to say he's been sacked, basically. Yeah. 
I, um, I think they, they they agreed to make it sound like that to not make it sound like yeah. all the rumors were true. Um, but yeah, he didn't have the best tenure there. Um, everyone had been speculating ever since the the Saudi Arabian buyout, the Saudi buyout. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the search uh, search will begin for a new manager. Um, I don't think the manager they go for this year is going to have implications on the following years. I think it's just going to be like a placeholder manager. And I don't think they're going to go all in on like a Conte or somebody of that caliber. I think they'll they'll play it safe and go with somebody somebody that we know, you know, somebody that we've seen. Is um Roy Hodgson available? Somebody like that, but you'd hope with a little bit more nuance. Big Sam? Know? Is he available? And you know what? And I'm not even kidding I, i'm pretty sure big sam has already managed them at one point because um, you know that's a team newcastle's always been a team in the relegation father fodder they go up and down yeah yeah but, um, club yeah i mean somebody of that ilk i mean you know who i would go for um ah and i'm forgetting his name now he oh. he, he got he was coaching west brom oh uh slavin village i would go for him I, i've always been a fan of his but um even though he got sacked for big sam and then big sam came in and well, yeah, infamously took his first relegation. Yeah, Big Sam uh, did did manage them about fourteen years ago. Sheesh. Yeah. And for a year, yeah. I think uh, he was offered this Manchester City job, but the offer was withdrawn after Thaxon Shinawatra's purchase of of the club was accepted. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That's so. that's the that guy uh, Watson is the guy who sold the club to. Uh, Sheikh Mansour, peace be upon him. And, yeah, the rest was history. He only owned the club for a year? Yeah, and, and it was because he got locked up in Thailand for money wire, money fraud issues and huh. shit so, like that. So, uh, Sheikh Mansour uh, got a deal, huh? Well, yeah, he got a deal and he, he cleaned up the club's image. No more tax fraud and shit like that. <laughs> now we just illegally use sponsors and things like that. Yeah. How about that, PSG? Uh, <laughs> well, um, that was actually a bit of news this week, too, by the way. Um, the Premier League is trying to enact a law to make sure that what happened with City doesn't happen with other clubs, particularly Newcastle, where you can kind of disguise your sponsor under the same conglomerate that whatever the owner you know owns. Which, by the way, is kind of a mute point. In my opinion, uh, a moot point. Yeah, moot point. Because at the end of the day, the money is gonna come in anyways. It doesn't matter if you own the sponsor or not. You know, like Emirates p- pays a lot of money to have their jerseys on Arsenal and and on and on uh, Real Madrid. So and it, yeah, and it's still the same amount of money. It shouldn't really matter in my opinion. But uh, I guess that was an interesting bit of news this week too. It could be seen as a conflict of interest. I think it can, but. Like how much can it be if if another club is willing to pay around that prices? I mean, not another club, another sponsor may be willing to uh, accepting that. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, you know how it goes, man. Yeah. Um, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's financing. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's it's not very clear. It's muddy territory where, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but legally, but I can see why it would be a problem. Yeah, sort of, it, it sort can of situation. Be. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh, yeah, Steve Bruce gets the sack. So you're trying to say that that they they just need a placeholder. So yeah, caretaker new, manager. Yeah. So a new manager. Um. 
can fully instill their um, their ethos f- during a whole preseason? Well, well really, the, let's face it, Newcastle aren't destined to win anything this year. They haven't invested in the transfer window yet. They have a transfer window coming up, but they're not going to compete for anything seriously this year. So this is where the blueprint starts. But you don't you don't go for the manager that you want to keep for a few years. You just keep somebody for the rest of the year. Because I, I promise you they're going to cut all the deadwood this year, get rid of a lot of players, and, and try to bring in as many great players as they can for a, a good price. And the money was not going to be an issue. Just the justification of the spending is probably going to take time. But, uh, yeah, man, I think they'd be wise just to go for somebody quick that you can get, you know. Um, I get that. But wouldn't you want the manager to get as much time with the team as possible? Yeah, but you also give an opportunity for the manager of your dreams to be caught in the worst circumstance possible and further disarraying you from the illusion you once had for him. You also get, you also run that risk of that manager signing with somebody else. And, and that's, that's how football is. Football's a revolving door. And if another manager is signing somewhere else, another one is available. And, and so, I mean, it's, I just, I, I'd hate for a a really top manager, you know, for a top manager to get hired next week and he's going to be judged for the next six months on the I basis think, of a shitty team. I think I think if if they do sign a manager, a top top manager like a Conte, Zidane, whatever. Yeah. Um the it would be under the understanding that they're not that what they have now isn't their final tool set and that they're going to have more to play with in the next 12 to 18 months. And if that's the case then might as well well, I might as well just leave Steve Bruce with the job too cuz if he was going to do shitty for the rest of the season and if Conte does shitty for the rest of the season too, but gets a pass. Well, you keep there's well, inconsistencies. There. Okay, but the quality that Conte w- would bring might help them stay. Whereas if you keep Steve Bruce, then you're then you're f- wasting a year next year. Well, we have no guarantees rele- of that, relegation. You know? We have no guarantees well, that. Okay, so that's where they're at right now. To steer and a ship that a quick, it's not possible. I think. What's that? To steer a ship that fast, it's not possible. You know, it's not like a. It's, I mean, it doesn't happen night and day. And Are, I think, were, were Chelsea going to win with um, Lampard last year? No, well, che- but well, they La- turned it around pretty fucking quick. Well, and yeah. I know they had that Tuchel had a lot more to work with, a, a much more. That's why it's but, not even comparable but, to but me. But I think, but I think if you bring Conte on today, for example, he he has got he's got a bigger chance of keeping you out of goddamn what a play. He's got a better chance of. Oh come on, come on, Fred. Um, he's got a better chance of keeping you up than letting you wait it out with Steve Bruce, who who's currently getting you relegated. Yeah, I mean, but I think any manager might be getting him there. But my point is, you know, I think it's just better to bring in a, a manager in the summer because if if you work through the struggle now, you're only allowing like people to scout you very well. They're gonna know what you're gonna bring next season. But if you have a fresh summer with a, a bad squad. And, and investment, new players, you're going to be like a totally revolutionized yeah. team that's going to be unpredictable and, you know, there's no blueprint for you. I just think that's a much better setting for a new manager that you plan on keeping for years. But I'm Realistically, what are the chances that all the players get shipped out? Well, that's not... Very, very it's, low. That's, it's, it's not realistic. Yeah, exactly. Happen. Very low. So the, the manager that they could get today can get their hands on them and mold them and start molding them to... <laughs> Once they get their players and everything. 
Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't think it'll make much of a difference on their form this year, whether you get a Tim Sherwood or you get um, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it's just with that team, with what they've had, with the quality they have, you, 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 might, right. you might even want them to play great, but they just can't. They don't have the touch. They don't have the facilities for that to play the way Conte would like to. I think sure. you get the players first, then bring Conte. I, but that, I mean, it, it can work either way. Um, you know, it's just... Uh, there, there has to be a structure there for, sh- for, for, for a manager. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Newcastle's biggest... Um, their biggest key point right now, or their key point, is to stay, <laughs> stay in the prem. Well, yeah, that's for sure. That, that's important as fuck. And... Getting someone like Roy Hodgson or uh, Slavon Bilic, who both didn't have the best seasons last year, that's a uh, that's dangerous territory. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, they we could just point to last year, but I mean, they've had successful stints in their career. Sure. So more specifically, Slavon Bilic, Roy Hodgson. It's been a while, but Slavon Bilic's West Ham was was a really good team. I, I enjoyed watching them like maybe three four years ago, but I mean, I, I think. Somebody realistic like that that can is humble enough to accept a, a sacking at the end of the season too and just move on, but establish a repertoire there. I mean, either way, you can't lose with whatever manager you get after leaving Steve Bruce. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying he was the main reason for their bad form because they were already a bad team. There's no surprise there, but yeah, maybe I mean, somebody that can offer something different, you know. Um. You yeah, Matthew Longstaff a, in midfield. You know, you're <laughs> relying on that. Like, yeah, sake. no, I I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, would you be surprised if Newcastle was relegated uh, this year? This season, yeah. I'd be surprised a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I'd be surprised because they always managed to. I mean, they all, they had been relegated in the past, but like they they're, in the past kind two, of a yo-yo club, yeah. The bat, yeah, the past year or two, they've managed to like when the going got tough, they they strung some results together and just stayed between like sixteen and eighteen. Um, so I think they can again. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to do great. Though. They're going to oh, lose a yeah, lot more games. Oh, they're going to be. They're going to if they stay up, they're going to barely stay up. Yeah, I just. But oh, I mean, man. anything is possible in this league, man. It's it's so unpredictable. Bradford is good. They're well, really Norwich good. sucks. Um, Burnley is bad. Bur- Burnley is bad. Yeah. So they're going to have to hope that the bad teams stay bad, stay bad, and that they can get wins against them. And yeah. I think it would be a massive, not failure because they're not that great, but I would just be so pissed off if I was the investors. Like, all right, we're wasting a year. Okay, fine. <laughs> like the dude that, that bought a Leeds, mm-hmm. he bought them and he put a bunch of money and then they barely didn't make it. And then uh, <laughs> and then the next season they, they were able to put it together. Yeah. Now it's, you know, it's going to be interesting. That's the team that we're going to be watching closely that if if not for the buyout we probably wouldn't have been even caring about this much oh yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't have dedicated they'd be like burnley right 10 now. minutes yeah we just yeah, yeah. so um, yeah yeah but yeah we'll so see. if you're so listen up premier league clubs if you want us to talk about you just get a saudi to throw some money your way yeah or have a nbc peacock sports do more uh you know fan watch alongs at local stadiums which Ooh. we will be attending this week you want to talk about that well, Newcastle, they play on Saturdays. One of the few games we'll be able to talk about. Maybe a good segue to talk. start talking about the Prem. Uh, yeah, we're, well, we're going to be watching. We're, we've gotten an opportunity to watch, um, you know, the NBC staff uh, broadcast. 
uh, be there and we get to enjoy games live at the LA Coliseum. So it's a pretty cool opportunity. Uh, I know you've like been little, pretty excited. Little festival thing going on. Yeah, man, I love those kind of uh, atmospheres. Yeah, there's booze, uh, you know, supporters from different backgrounds, you know, then there's going to be a Chelsea game on to start the day off. We got City later, Newcastle in between. I mean, it's going to be a, a good time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for this week's Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ah uh, man, you know, I I would wish that they would do this all the time, but it's a, it's a once in a season sort of thing, right? Yeah, and yeah, definitely. Start, yeah, you know, I, I know they do the montage at the end of the year, um, but yeah, um, yeah, we're definitely going to be there. But another manager, um, you know, we're we're talking about managers in the hot seat. Another manager that's a lot of people have been talking a whole lot about um, this season, um, and we're watching the game right now of uh, Manchester United uh, playing against Atalanta in the Champions League, but. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, man, he's a uh, he's yeah. catching heat, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. There, there's a few comments made by uh, Fernandez and uh, Pogba, kind of alluding to the to the tactics. Yeah, and they're uh, like things got to change. Yeah, like things got to change. The mentality's got to change. They've been losing games and stuff, and they were down on this game two to zero for a long time against uh, Atalanta. Um, they're not for playing bad either. They they actually look like they've been playing good. Oof! What a save. That would have been soon. But uh, I know you're not the biggest Ole fan. Mm, actually, I I think he's a really a, like a cool guy. But that that's not what defines you as a great manager. You can be the nicest guy, which I feel like he's one of the nicest managers. Not only to his own players, but to opposition. Respectful. Great competitor, uh, even going back to his playing days. And for me, I noticed that, you know, United gave him an extension. I felt the extension wasn't long enough. It should have been longer. And I think he really has a a philosophy that he's building. He's just kind of like that one kid that didn't develop early enough. He's a late bloomer. And I think you hold on for this season, maybe next, he'll come good. Shit, maybe even another two, three. Yeah. But if if he was managing my club... I would have wanted him out last summer, and that's what I had uh, advised for United. I thought they should have got rid of him last summer in, in the most humane fashion, like the way that Newcastle re- referred to Steve Bruce. We've parted ways due to different footballing philosophies, but we thank Ollie for his time here and keeping us up, and moments will hold near to our heart, blah, blah, blah. Bring in somebody like Conte. You spent the money already, like, whoa. Might as well bring somebody who who knows how to drive the race car, not not a guy who's going to be a pedestrian, you know, moving at pedestrian speeds. And I think that's my problem with Ali. And I think he gets the team just enough to enjoy some taste of success, but he never gets the whole pie. Well, the the thing is, is that the team is good enough to bail him out of hot moments. Yeah, you know, the, the, there's there's just enough talent on that on that team to to bail him out yeah. when, when he needs it the most. Whenever, whenever his job has been in question, and whenever you just hear snippet after snippet of defending him and and uh, reassurances and everything, the team responds with the with a pretty good win. And I think today, if if uh, United had lost, which would have been a pretty, which would have put a, put them in a pretty bad situation. Um, they're um, they happen to win three to two, but that was just due to individual talent. Yeah, and Fernandez having a fucking game, but um, 
yeah, I think his his job would have been really would have come into question for, for real, for real. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how many times he can he can avoid the <laughs> the sack, man. Yeah. I think it's coming, even despite that extension. I think that sack is coming, man. I don't know if he's gonna see out this year. Because <laughs> this this has come up this comes up like three or four times a season. Yeah, yeah, but it it always happens after, like you said, a string of bad results which which they've had, and but I think like realistically with Ollie you have to embrace those moments and expect them at this point because he's done like you said he's done it every year now, or if how long has he been there now almost three years no I think three years now yeah so it's like. It's been the same thing since day one because there was he had the honeymoon phase. He went over fans. They were playing better than the previous manager, but well, he, wasn't Gary Neville the caretaker or no? It was um, Ryan Giggs, right? Giggs, yeah. But caretaker, very brief. He came in um, and because he was one of the former players that actually had manage, managing experience, experience despite it being at Mold, a uh, different league, you know, just different type of football. But you know, yeah, man. I mean, they're. <laughs> The smart thing would have been to let go of him by now. But uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe he has something on, on the Glazers that <laughs> I I really don't know. I think it's also tough to to be harsh on a club. Um, I'm going to use this term very loosely, club legend. Yeah. Well, he is. I mean, you know, if you're part of the club's most successful period, you will be in that in there by uh you know just association because i don't think he was the direct force for the success united had then around that time but he was part of the cast you know so he's gonna be a he's gonna be cherished and yeah because like for example sam samuel nazari is seen as a city legend to some and in some extent but it was really because of aguero david silva yaya yeah. and he was like you know the fourth guy and you know united had you know you, would you put chicharito like in that kind of status as ole Pretty much, like, pretty close, pretty close around there because, you know, in that era, Van Nistelrooy was the guy. And, you know, later on down the road, you know, you have your your Van Persie, who's there briefly, your Rooney, who occupied a, a big chunk of his career there. I mean, there's just guys that are much better than Ollie, you know, as a player. But, Good finish, Rashford. But, you know, you, you, move, you move on past that and you see the guys actually really genuine, nice guys. So those the combination of those two things, I'm sure, makes it hard for the for the board to look at him and be like, all right, we're going to give you a sa- the sack. It's like when you got to punish your son, but it's <laughs> your son and you, or, you know, your daughter, and you're just like, ah, like, damn, it's like you have a little bit of pity and, you know, a little bit of bit, a little bit more patience. He just got one of those faces too, where you like, you find it hard to be, yeah. to be too tough on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just seems <laughs> like a nice guy, but, um, yeah, man, as a rival fan. And I think the rival fans for a while now, We've been, you know, taking the piss out of United for keeping him. For, you know, everybody kind of roots for for Ali to stay in. So that should tell the board enough in itself, you know, that I think he's holding them back. He's the anchor holding them back right now. Yeah. They're too good right now to be always in question of, oh, are they really good? <laughs> you know, like that shouldn't be a question for all the talent that they have. Yeah, there are some spots where they need to improve, but given the correct management i don't think it would be too big of a concern yeah i will it'd be almost an afterthought they need somebody just to implement some identity in there i think one of the the strengths that united has is that they have players that can adapt to different styles whatever you want to play really i mean Mm -hmm. 
you know, if they want to be a more pragmatic defensive team, they can do that. If they want to be, uh, and this is the, the th- I think where they can be best is if they could become a, that, uh, you know, eccentric, you know, attacking team that can zip passes together because they have players that have the skill and the flair. They just yeah, don't course. have the, the guy putting them in the positions to do that kind of stuff and to see the angles and see the patterns of the passing that unlock the final touch in the in the backfield. It's just those little things matter, and, and Ollie hasn't really spiced that section up. You got world-class players, but they're playing on, you know, ometer d- difficulty, and they're not challenging <laughs> themselves with complexities of making Damn, those that runs. that not <laughs> You know, and, and I think that's uh, what a lot of the pundits in England say when, you know, when they look at Ollie, they always compare him to Klopp and to Pep and to Tuchel and to, you know, <laughs> Pochettino back in the day. And, and, you know, these guys, and it's like, yeah, you, we see what the clear difference is between Ollie and those guys. Man, Poch is another dude that's getting a lot of heat right he now. He is, he is, and it's just, I mean, he's getting results, but he's not doing it convincingly. I think uh, games that shouldn't be competitive are competitive, and... And Ronaldo's still quick. And I, I don't know if, if, if it's down to him, I don't know if it's down to the players. Quite frankly, I don't really want to watch PSG like that. I don't, I'm not really a fan of the club. The league is one of the more least watched by me. I I'm watch more Premier League and, and Spanish League and even more Bundesliga, if I'm honest. Um, so, I mean, I can't really speak too much on that. But with that with that star-studded lineup and that investment, you'd expect him to be better than where he's at right now. I yeah. Mean, they were losing to Leipzig for, for much of the game, you know. Had it not been for a penalty and, you know, Mbappe as well, who I have to give credit to for showing up in a big game when his team is down. And I think, you know, it's... It's not enough from PSG, but it's a lot of season to be played, and you know it's France at the end of the day. I think they have the easiest road in Europe when it comes to that. They're PSG? worrying about their league at home. Like when we're talking about top five leagues, like PSG has the least competition to worry about. Even with Lille and Marseille, and uh, um, I always forget. <laughs> the, uh, well, yeah, Lyon. You know, Lyon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those teams are good. Didn't Lyon beat them? Or did uh, they happen to beat Leon too? You know, I don't remember. I don't remember. I know, I know that was like a big game. Yeah, that's one the of the, the more yeah the the one of the better games. But I mean, even considering those three teams, it's just those three teams, you know. Or maybe you can add a few more, like I don't know Nice. But it's like comparing that to what you know Premier League teams have to face, and you know even La Liga teams. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's tough, but we'll see. I, yeah. I think both teams will don't turn have to play around. against Norwich or uh, Burnley. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you pick the two teams in, re, in a relegation <laughs> battle. I mean, I can talk about uh, Dijon and some of the other shitty clubs that exist in France. I don't even know their names. so that And and they don't even have probably a budget like Norwich, if I'm honest. Not that budgets matter, uh, unless you're like net spend FC or something. And nothing. Uh, yeah, I think Poch will stay. I think he's another one of those guys who's pretty nice, too, by the way. Kind of a hard guy to be mean to. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're Daniel Levy, of course. Yeah. Man, that was an interesting story within itself, though. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, um, any uh, anything else that, that kind of happened? Um, ah, man. Oh, well... 
I know I don't really like to be like on the chisme hour or anything, but you know these things do become relevant, especially on social media. Uh, Wanda Icardi, uh, Mauro Icardi's <laughs> estranged wife. Um, they were married. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. She had a ring, and and I know because the next day she posted. Oh, did I send you a picture? She's like, my hand looks better without a ring, anyways. Some yeah. shit like that. Uh, but yeah, Mauro Icardi unfortunately may have cheated on her. But I mean, isn't that how she got? He got with Wanda in the first place. So I mean, she cheated. What, yeah, to get with him. Yeah, I mean, but you know, he's. It wasn't above him to to get into that kind of stuff, bro. So why is she surprised? I don't know. The irony is kind of funny, but yeah, I guess yeah, that was pretty relevant. my face. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> and nothing, that was just a small bit that happened over the weekend that I just thought of. Yeah, uh, cheese man. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, 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 TMZ here. Uh, but anyway, um, I felt, I felt like a few other things happened, but, you know, they're, they're, they're going past me right now. Um, you want to talk about Champions League because it's kind of fresh in our minds and then we can get into the previews. Sure. Reviews and previews. Um, let's see. Champions League. Match week three, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Let's see here. I'm just pulling up the, the re- results. Come on. Okay. So, so oh, God damn it. Oh, so starting yes. with um, Tuesday, October 19th, we'll start with uh, Club Brugge. Club Brugge? Yeah. Brugge? Uh, well, I'm not much. I don't speak Flemish like that. Getting uh, five goals tossed all up in their shit by Manchester City. Yeah, but are we really surprised? I mean, is it? Is it? A little bit because. Okay, let's let's hear it. Yeah, I know what you're about to say, but go ahead. Go on. They're currently top of the Jupiter League, mm-hmm. um, and they have some some world class talent. More more so prospects, I'd say. And I'm gonna say it, they they gave PSG a tough match. Yeah, and but PSG beat us, but we eliminated them from the Champions League last year. So who's really who? Yeah. So um, I don't know. But Listen. but as of now, it's a it's an interesting little triangle, right? Yeah. If we're going by uh, by that anyway, five goals against one, and uh. I don't know. I, I anything you want to take away from that? I know you had a youngster have his European debut, right? Yeah, um, but it was another youngster that really stole the show for me, and that's Phil Foden. I mean, no surprise really at this point. I today, Ian Wright said for the first time, he's like, I'm comfortable today calling him world class. He's in that category now, and some people will hmm. say that's that's been known, but I'm saying like to see it consistently now. He's a consistent. Uh, you know, international player. But I just wanted to point to the pass he gave Joao Cancelo for the opener. Man, uh, I mean, it's just like that kind of vision I never would have envisioned him having. And I think, uh, you know, I think if any team had that kind of youngster, they'd be, you know, proud of it too. And I think he's it's going to be his season, man. He's playing amazing right now. And that, that's, that was my man of the match. But they actually gave it to Joao Cancelo. And, yeah, Cole Palmer scored his debut, uh, Champions League goal. First two touches, left foot, outside the box, you know, back of the net, easy money. 
And the the kid's really talented, man. He he debuted. I mean, he played against Burnley in the league this weekend. Played for about ten minutes, and then later that night goes to play a U twenty three match. Gets a hat trick. Uh, yeah, that's a guy that you're gonna hear of again that's in levels. the future. And yeah, man, I think uh, right now City have one of the strongest uh, academies coming up with a Dozy, James McAtee. I mean, you know, there's so many guys we can point to. Uh, so it, I think as a fan of the club, it's impressive. And that, that was what I was more impressed by that day. Bruges, we should be beating them. We beat them and move on. Three points. Uh, probably should have had a clean sheet too, but credit to Bruges. They, they were always kind of uh, trying to make noise, you know. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, five goals. I mean, from what I understand, because I didn't watch it. Uh, could have been more. Yeah, certainly. I, I, think I, feel, the, I feel like we always say that about City. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's just we say that about a lot of teams because, I mean, the performance was very similar to what Madrid did this week, too. And it's like they scored five, but it could have been more, too. You yeah. know, it's just, you know, fancy. The, the quality is there's a huge disparity. There's a gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Bruges is one of those sides that can make it a tough game. But I think that if they score first, that's the big key. And they didn't. City scored one and two and three, and then they were out of their depth at that point. And and yeah, good game. Uh, we'll see what goes on. You know, it looks like oh, they're gonna top the group. Fuck, that keeper just really had an agenda against Ronaldo. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, City. Um, so let me ask you this, and I, I mean, I guess I know your answer. Yeah. Um, but for me, they have to be at least top three clubs on any given day, right? Uh, 1A or 1B at any given point, right? Yeah, I think so. In uh, Europe? Yeah, yeah, I think so. In all of Europe, yeah. The world, I guess, for that yeah, matter. Just, yeah, just as a club team, they just have depth. They have a good manager, and and uh, they they have an identity, and they play like a distinct style of football that some teams can stop, but they can't stop it consistently. So, you know, yeah, I think they, they're up there with the best, you know. Obviously, Chelsea come to mind, Liverpool, Bayern, Juve. I mean, sorry, not Juve, Bayern. I'll stop right there. I think, you know... No, well, with Nagelsmann, uh, is, I, I feel like he's made a pretty good uh, imprint with, with uh, Bayern, too, the way they move and the way they, they ping that ball, man. They're, they're, they're looking like a really good team. They, they are, and I think, you know, with their transfer window and, you know, with the new manager... And they had a decent manager last year, too. I think they're always going to be a great team, and they're, they're still in that stratosphere. I still play, place Chelsea above them, and I still... Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, Chelsea haven't been playing all that good. I mean, they're top of the league. Mm-hmm. And they, they're winning their... They are, but they're, but they're barely winning their, their league games, which, fair enough, they're winning them, but I, they're not doing it in a fashion for me to say they're one of the best clubs in Europe today. I would, I would still put a few other clubs uh, above them. City being one of them, Bayern being another. Uh, Hell, I'll even put Club Brute. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I have to give them my respect because of the, the title they currently they're, hold. They're defending champions, and that's where it ends. Oh. Yeah. I know that's harsh. They also they also play in the toughest league in the world, and they're mm-hmm. first place in that league. So I just I want to give them their credit, and, and I also want to say Kante or Jorginho for Ballon d'Or. 
Uh, I'm just kidding. Man, yeah, that's, that's another. That that's another subplot that 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 fucking grinds my gears. Oh well, like, he, well I, he won with his club. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna and say so did twenty two other players. Man, that's uh, not special. Okay, but if you you might not agree with those two, but okay, Edward Mendy at least. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the one that's that's why I say that. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I I get it. Their their fan base is a little bit much, but I mean, yeah, I think no, no, they're, they're they're as clueless as the um. As the Messi era Barcelona fans. Yeah. So and without ranking them for me, though, I will say that it is Bayern. Without ranking Bayern, Chelsea, and City. I will say that Tuchel will show up to win. I think Tuchel is the, the modern age Mourinho. Ah, shit. Yeah. I, I'd say better, but yeah. I think I think for the uh, the skill that he has to, to you know win big games against big teams, yeah, very similar to Mourinho. But in terms of... In, like, in, a, in a very, very practical way. Uh, but he creates m- much more chances than Mourinho. He doesn't rely on a counterattack. Uh, at least, I mean, but they have much more sim- similarities, though, for sure, than, than Klopp or than Guardiola do, for, for example. But sure. I think he's just like, he's in a different class right now. And, and if there's a manager of the year, I, I'd give it to Tuchel. Uh, personally, well, for the quick turnaround for of Chelsea, absolutely. Yeah, quick turnaround. I think I think he's made the biggest impact as a manager this season. Trophies this as year. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like just you know, I have to give him trophy. that. Oh, well, I guess they won the European Super League. Yeah, I or mean, Super Cup or whatever. Well, the fuck. yeah. I mean, in 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 like about a year's time, he's managed to do all that. You know, I, I have to give credit. Yeah, last ten months. Yeah, I mean, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say those are my top three clubs, and I don't. Know I think if, Liverpool right now. Oh, they're they're also in the conversation too. I think Liverpool's above Chelsea right now. Well, if we're going off form, it's one thing. But if we're going off of like, you know, actual accomplishments. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about form. I'm not talking about well, accomplishments. Look, I'll tell you this. I, I see they have more points than Liverpool, and they also should have beat Liverpool. Um, but you know, should have is so only can only go so far. But I still give it to Chelsea because they're higher than them on the table. And who did a who did Chelsea play this weekend? Um, where they were fortunate to get a win. I I'm forgetting now. I we'll really we'll talk about it. Later, it was Ben Chilwell that scored the goal. But yeah. If you remember last year, you know City had a lot of those games too, where they were winning one nil here, one nil there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it happens when you win a league. A win's a win. Yeah, I get it. I and get it. But that doesn't mean you're playing well. Oh. And as far as form goes, they signed they signed a, a top striker. He's done well. He's been a top player. Uh, has he? Because he's gone like six matches without scoring. Well, he, I mean, where does he rank on the scoring list? I think he's top five, right? He's got three goals this season for the league, and you know, maybe less, maybe two. And, and that's because he hasn't done jack shit for me in pre- fantasy because uh, he's on my team. He's done more than Kane has. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. But no, I, I think they they've you know they've played well. I have to say they they just it's hard to they're not, not playing play. well. Uh, That's a fact. They're, they're not playing good. They're getting results, but they're not playing good. I mean, just because they don't win like by a large margin, I wouldn't and, say they're and not they don't have good. to because they they were dominating um, last. I, I guess I shouldn't say dominating, but they were playing well the last part of last season, the, especially that last quarter of the season. They were they were having their way and they were doing things that they wanted to. Right now, they're just hap- they happen to get results. Oof. Um, like Manchester United uh, happened to get a result today, even though they they're playing pretty good. See, that's what I mean. Like you could play good and still win by a goal. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. Exactly, Listen, yeah, exactly. Chelsea, that, best team in the point. world, champions Sheesh. of Europe, top of the league. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, if, 
and I'll kiss the badge. <laughs> uh, nah, just kidding. Nah, but like, if if I was a Chelsea fan, dude, oh, I think I'd be upset right now. But I don't care too much for them. I just have to say, I have to give them respect. But the, you know, Chelsea fans right now, they really think they're like they. they you know how I, I'm saying they're the best? Well, they don't think anybody's even close. Like that. That's yeah. how. That's their yeah. mentality and, right and, now. And and we have to look at football as it is, and it's just. And it's not you can you can skew stats a certain way, but (laughs) I I know they were outshot and out. I don't know about possessed, but outshot last game and they they've been fortunate. Oof, that's a yellow. Yeah, fuck that hurts. I felt that shit. Ah, like a rake of the cleat on your on the top of your foot, where where there's no muscle tissue or anything, just just (sighs) bone. Aye aye aye. I mean. Um, (laughs) <laughs> nah, but yeah. Yeah, um so yeah, so moving on from that, um Besiktas uh, gets a beat down from Sporting Lisbon 4 to 1. The defending champions of uh Portugal. Ooh, what a save they had. Oh, by the way, dude, the turn that he made on this play on Maguire, or no, it's, sorry, I think it might have been Lindelof. Uh such a nice move. Uh Kind of reminded me of Lukaku there. That's uh, Duvan Zapata. Just, yeah, just oh, he's great. so good, man. Yeah, just a really top target, target man. That little spin move, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, me. uh, well, I know you're not a big fan of that corpulent type of play. <laughs> no, it was more like him finding the ball rather than like him faking out. I mean, fair just, enough, still was, a good way to was, use his body. Yeah, I no, thought, fair yeah. enough, he... I would, I would, I've his... been saying, but I would love to see this guy in the Prem. I don't know who would take he, him He on. would definitely... Could yeah. be good. Yeah. Hey, maybe a Newcastle should. Uh, hey, maybe City. That's a bargain buy, man. Yeah. Facts. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, sports in Lisbon. Um, four it. to one. Yeah. Besiktas. <laughs> Besiktas goal said, "Come to Besiktas." <laughs> For those that don't know, the the meme is a uh, Besiktas fans. Turkish fans in general are very... Come uh, to Galatasaray. Are, they're very... Uh, um, what's the word? Um, combative? They can uh, be, but they're... Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, they're, they're very passionate. They're very, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just say that. They're passionate, and uh, anytime any player tweets or anything, they're saying, come to Besiktas. Yeah. So that's the tweet, or that's the meme. Uh, and then PSG escapes. The breezy way. Three to two against Leipzig. Um, Leipzig, uh, I th- I think they're they're underperforming. Oh, they yeah they've been they've been getting the work. They've just happened to be getting zero points. But you know what? They don't play bad, man. They don't play bad. And I don't want to be harsh on our American compatriot uh, Jesse Marsh, <laughs> but because he's doing well in the league, he's just not doing all that great in a. It sucks because they were actually really close to getting this result for much of the game. But you know, yeah. when you're up against like that type of Mbappe, world class man, talent, he had a he had a game, dude. Yeah, he's an Mbopper. He was. <laughs> yeah. He was, a, he was a, as as you kids say in his bag. Yeah. Uh, but the guy the guy just pulled out every trick in the book. He was he was having his way, and uh, you know, in classic uh, Messi fashion, silent for a lot of it, but showed up when he had to. Panenka, Panenka penalty. Panenka, yeah. And, I mean, uh, and a nice know, little finish. Uh, that's the size of a rhinoceros, that guy, I mean. To, uh, to Panenka? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, Panenka is when you chip it. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you don't got to over-explain Taylor. That, that was a... That's Taylor Twelman That's a there. condescending one. 
No, Taylor Twyman is... And look how he approaches the ball, opens his hips, and just with the gentleness of a baby's bottom, scoops it in. PSG 3, Leipzig 2. And the backspin on the ball the whole time, he, he, he plans on hitting the net. Yeah, he just overexplains <laughs> yeah. it, but that's that's American pundits for sure, for sure. But I love I love Taylor Twelman though. I actually, I I will say like he's kind of cringe, but he offers a unique perspective because he's the only guy that does that. <laughs> so I kind of do like it. it does, in the way that Ray Hudson is is unique by the way he ar- articulates himself. Ah! Yeah, exactly. And Messi passes it sideways. Magisterial. Um, but yeah, following that match though, Oof. Uh, we had Ajax. Put the beat down on Dortmund. Oof. Yeah. The beaten. Ajax is good, man. They're they're pretty decent. They're I, good, I like huh? That, that Anthony uh, guy is is a skillful guy. How man. about that uh, uh that kid um I forgot his name. What's it called? Oh, Alvarez. It's on Alvarez. Uh. No, no love. Okay. I I um, think he's decent. Yeah. I mean, if if we're gonna go that route, I mean. Might as well just. Ooh, Maguire. Might as well just. Uh, Slaphead. I want to shout out the kit man too. Uh, and for uh, Ajax. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Oh, they do have some hard kits this year though. Yeah. Fucking hell! You might have to get one, man. They're really fresh. I all like them. them. All of them. Yeah. I I don't even know which one I'd get, but yeah, they have a uh, like a reggae theme one. Yeah. That one's yeah. sick. But uh, yeah, the yeah. No, I mean, big big result for Ajax and Dortmund. I actually watched the highlights of their game this weekend. They balled, and they just didn't show up this time, you know? Yeah, well, the game this weekend, uh, Holland got a brace on his game back, and on this one was uh, kind of shut down. Yeah. Um, uh, but Ajax, man, they're playing really good football. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll make a little uh, run like they did a couple years ago. Good finish by Maguire, huh? Yeah. Look at that. All the intent in the world. Um, f- uh, next game up. Um, do you want to do the honors or? No. Uh, well, what w- game? Um, well, I have Atletico uh, losing at home to uh, Liverpool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Controversial a little bit. Yeah, very much so. But um, you know, you can't you can't have a Liverpool game without a little controversy. I've come to know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, first goal by the way shouldn't have been credited to Salah. It took a really nasty deflection off Milner, and O'Block is blocking that all the way if if it doesn't take a deflection. So um, I will say that, and then you know I, I thought. But was the intent there? Oh, for sure, the intent uh, by Milner was to tap that into the back of the net, but but the intent to give him the goal was not there from uh, Wafa, unfortunately, and uh, nothing. I think Liverpool played really well. I thought Atletico played much better. Um, you know, and it's reflected in the stats and the expected goals and all that. But at the end of the day, you got to finish your meals. And you also have to get the calls, which they didn't necessarily. Rightfully called the high boob for Griezmann, though, who was having a great game. Had a brace, you know. Um, Joao Felix playing very well, too, to create and to get his team into those positions. I thought he was great. But, uh, you know, Liverpool is also uh, a factor as well. They they did well to go down the flanks and occupy those wing spaces as they always do, and and just another classic between these two teams. You know, um, it's always a great game between these two teams. Yeah, good thing there's another one coming, huh? Yeah, yeah, and good thing it's it's not end all be all. You know, because typically we we're used to seeing these two sides in the knockout tournaments, but we get the the treat to watch them in the group stages. Yeah, so um, Griezmann had a high boot. 
hit Firmino right in the side of the head. I, I want to say the ear area. And uh, rightfully so. I, I don't think there's anything to... There's nothing to dispute. There, yeah, there, there's nothing to, to say that, that that shouldn't have been called a red. Um, and it's hard done for Griezmann, who actually had his probably his best game with Atletico since coming back. And uh, I would venture to say that they win that game if, if he had stayed on. Yeah, or at the very yeah. least tie, which they kind of should have, you know, if they would have been giving the penalty. Yeah. At the end, uh, Jimenez gets fouled in the... Uh, in the box on a set piece, and it was pretty much very similar to the penalty that Liverpool got. But you know, I think at the end of the day, UEFA has those the the final say, and they didn't deem it a foul, and so you gotta just live with it, you know. Do you think it's conspiracy? Um, I I can't really say because I think every team on the give and any given day can get those calls in their favor or against them. And I've seen Liverpool have calls against them. I've seen them have calls for. I would say I probably see see it more often, but. That's just football. Sometimes you know, there's no, there's no real way to tell why that happens. But well, initially, it was called a penalty, and then the yeah. the ref looked at it and decided that it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So that that's obviously kind of weird, right? Sketchy. It, very, very much so because it actually looks yeah. like more of a penalty in slow mo. Yeah. And it was like, okay, yeah. So everybody was like, all right, so that's a pen. And then when they say no pen, it uh, a lot of people were taken aback. But mm-hmm. you know. It's a game, and that's what that's the problem that VAR has. It doesn't have a. It leaves the interpretation of the rule or the law Ooh. in in a very kind of vague space. So I mean, shit, yeah. man. Pogba does that, and then we'll like we'll leave it all cheaply later on in the match. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Ooh, no, what no, a save! Okay. That, what a game that keeper had. Uh, but but um, we don't have that conversation when De Gea makes a back to back saves though. Well. The, he has been doing it for over 10 years now. Ah, that he has. But anyway, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Um, yeah, yeah, it sucks that, that a game like that is, uh, like, w- w- what we turn it into is the uh, is the, that call that should have been called. Yeah. You know, that, f- you know, for all we know, we'd be talking about a 3-3 thriller where both teams win at it. Both teams are, well, Liverpool kind of scoring a lot right now. Their offense is running. And Atletico, who's kind of struggling to to score, even though, are they in the top of their league right now? Um, I'm not sure actually. I don't have the standings in front of me right now. They're up there, regardless. Oh no, they're doing okay. They're doing as as, as good as they were last year for the most part. Okay, so they're yeah they're up there. They're winning. Um, so yeah. Uh, Wow, that Sociedad is 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 up there right now though, huh? Oh, that's right. That's who. Yes, yeah, that's right. They have a game in hand, though. Yeah, yeah, they've played more than anybody. Well, more than most teams, I should say. Okay, so moving on from the, that, uh, Porto beats Milan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Milan going to be a group stage exit again, man? You, yeah. You're the Milan guy, huh? Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, this is their first Champions League in God's, God knows how many years, so they're going to be much like United were last year, or have been for a few years now. Um, they're going to be like that kind of team, you know, that despite their great history... They're still not quite equipped to, you know, get to that next level yet. They're close though. They've sh- every game they've played in has been re- like, re- you know, decently competitive. They actually gave Liverpool a really good game as well. So yeah, it's a fun team to watch. I- I'm gonna definitely keep an eye on on them and 
I mean, regardless if they win the or if they go through, I mean, they're actually currently in, in second place in the Serie A, so they actually have a good shot at the title this year. Yeah, they're good. They're good. They're just not able to get those results against the big team, and they're in a tough group too. Yeah, they're in one of the toughest. I'd it's say. A, yeah, it's no knock on them, but you know, it, it's one that you still want to make it out of, right? Like that—that's your aspiration as a top club. Well, I hesitate to call them a top club because they've been in Europa for like six, seven seasons now. That don't matter. They uh, made it to Champions League. They're a Champions League team. Sheriff's a top club too then, and I also want to say Shakhtar. For their league, yeah. Well, yeah, so if that's what a top club is, then that's a top club. When I think top, I think teams that routinely make it to the knockout stages, you know? Because I think one thing is getting invited to the party. Another one is leaving with something, you know? Okay, but the the... Milan making it to the Champions League is different than Sheriff making it to the Champions League. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's the same thing because it's the same tournament, you know? It, it is, but <laughs> Milan has to play against Napoli, Nazio, uh, Juventus, you know what I'm saying? Versus Sheriff, who do they have to play against? Uh, How many times have they won in there? In... Well, this is their first tournament, and, you know, so I yeah. can't, they have no history to so, go off. So you, the, way, the rationale for Milan. You should be applying to Sheriff and Milan. Still, I mean, yeah, they're not. They're they not elite history. by any means. They're, they they're probably maybe like B minus tier in terms of clubs. Right now, for me, Atalanta is a bigger club than them in terms because they've actually been in the Champions League routinely for the past three, four, five seasons. So that that is a big club for me. But this is Milan's first dance in eight, nine years. You know. Do you think the players think that? Well. I think any any player, you know, thinks that they're they're gonna they're part of a big club. I don't I don't think it's relevant to my perception of them, but that's why I call them a, a big club. That's why I don't call them a big club yet because they haven't won anything. They haven't won anything. They have like at all. Maybe a Coppa Italia, but I mean, yeah, shit. I mean recently, yeah, but yeah. they they've had a bunch of financial troubles. I mean, would you say Leicester's a top club? Um, they've. I think they've made. They've made it there, and they're not in Champions League right now. I know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I'm kind of like trying to gauge what I you consider a top. I think. Club. Well, when we talk about top six or the big six in uh, the Premier League, where we're including um, Leicester, right? I I don't know. I, I don't know if I can say that because they've they've been in the thick of things for the last four or five years now. Yeah, not always, but you know, there's been times where they finished at eighth, ninth, you know, but in I the mean, last. Four years? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They hmm. finished outside of top six, where they missed okay. completely every European competition. But I mean, I think they're, they've become one of those teams that's constantly producing talent and finding players for sure. to, to fill in there. for them. They're up there, yeah. But I think uh, Milan, like I still, I think their their badge has a lot of meaning in football. It's got a big weight to it. But you yeah. know, on on like in terms of like recent history, like you know, there's it's been a while that. It was for a while that even Inter was bad until a few years ago, too. So I Yeah, mean, yeah, that's true. It's crazy to it's see. Probably but, like two or three years ago, even. Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, we'll have to see. I mean, well, I don't think they're going to make it out, by the way. And yeah. I also want to give credit to Luis Diaz, who scored a, a brilliant goal. And he's my favorite player at Porto. I think, man, a lot of people have been talking about Benfica's Darwin Nunez, but I, I love this guy more. I mean, he's, he's able to do so much. I, he can play as a winger, finish like a striker. I think uh, whoever can snap him up is is in for a you know a great player. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I don't watch a whole lot of Porto, but um, uh, yeah, that's a tough one for Milan. They they just happen to be little bro in that group. 
Yeah. And a group of big dogs, really, guys that are been super there. experienced yeah. and uh, that, that know that, that kind of atmosphere. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Enter Milan beats the Sheriff, the darlings of the tournament so far. Yeah. Three or one. Put them in their place, I'd say. I hate Cinderella stories. You know me. Uh, but Sebastian uh, Thiel, he scored at yeah. Bernabeu. Someone's going to pick him up. Someone's going to take a, a flyer on him next season. Uh, I'm going to be disappointed. Not the Moldovan League. Damn, what did they do to you? They beat my team. Uh, <laughs> Plain and simple. Sheesh. And I hate Cinderella's, man. I fucking hate it. Sheesh. I hate Leicester, bro. Whoa. So that's me giving them credit. If I consider them a big club, man, that's that's me giving them all the credit that I can. Well, they yeah, they won more silverware than Ollie. <laughs> yeah. If that's worth anything. Yeah. yeah. And then also, you know, that's one thing I will say that they're always in in some tournament, you know. Like last year they got the FA, I believe. Mhm. You know, so like mm-hmm. they're always somewhere in up in the the rafters. Yep. Um so yeah, how about Jekko, huh? What a season that bloke's having. Yeah, he's having a little bit of a revival. Yeah. Um, Would you take Jekko or Barack Yilmaz from Turkey? Uh, Jekko. Oh, okay. Yilmaz is a flesh in the pan. Let's be honest, man. Uh, apologies to our Turkish followers and a uh, oh, quick well. little dab to our Armenian followers. <laughs> uh, and nothing. <laughs> Let, let's focus on the <laughs> best match. Do, of the day. do we get a pair of Yeezys for that? Uh, <laughs> well... What do you mean by Yeezys? Because are you referring to the Adidas ones or the ones that they fabricate in a warehouse with? <laughs> nah. Well, we'll leave that for the, the HK. Yeah. Mm. Oh. No, 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 no. I want some real ones. Next uh, <laughs> next big match, uh, probably biggest match of the day, Madrid uh, beat Shotcut. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a feel-good story. <laughs> I mean, no, if you would have saw where they were on the table prior to this game, or the group, I should say. Who? Madrid. Madrid? I mean, th- no, they finished top now, but, you know. No, I know, but, I mean, they, they had one win. Shakhtar should be the ones that are... Uh, shocked? They shouldn't be shocked because they've been there. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're having a bad season right now. Yeah, um, a down year uh, when they're usually one of the... Um, you, they're almost always, like, in, like, first place in Ukraine. But this yeah. year, it's uh, Dinamo Kiev. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, five goals, man. Real Madrid. Nada más. Benzema just continuing his crazy form. How many contributions in, oh, must uh, be in, in all comps? I think he's like in the 20s now, all comps. Probably, yeah. I think 22 was what, what I read. Um, psh, man, what a season he's having. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think by far, too. By far more more uh, goal contributions than the next guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is absurd. Martin Darun, man, I don't know why that that dude always his look just annoys me. Oh, the, <laughs> the guy the, with the bowl, he had like a bowl cut and like the dude that looks kind of like um, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does. But yeah, just with I mean, the bowl cut. Yeah, <laughs> chili bowl. Yeah, uh, I mean uh, Madrid though. I mean, I Vinicius. think. Go- 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 Did go- you go- see that goal? Yeah, I I thought it was okay. I, I think it's expected. I think you get one of those a year from Vinicius, maybe oh, two if you're lucky. Man. Vinicius is having a great year too, man. He's all right. They're one A one B. The main thing for me for Madrid, I mean, obviously those two guys are just in the class of their own in terms of their output. But the main thing for me this match was having a Ferlamendi back, and the defense looks better. 
the left side looks better. He's here to you know calm things down. The only thing we need back is a more consistent Carvajal, and uh, things would look better. But uh, yeah, I think I think that that was one of the main takeaways for for me uh, as far as Madrid goes. And the mind. Brazilians had had their way. And also, it's the first time all season that we've had uh, the midfield triumvirate of uh, Castamiro, Tony Kroos, and Modric. And, uh, well, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Granted. Small sample size. Granted, it's Shakhtar lads, but uh, looks good. Ooh, what a pass. Yeah, Shakhtar, huh? World beaters then. Oh, well. Oh, fuck's yeah. sake. Hey, last year they gave it to us. Ah, uh, nah, I'm climbing. twice. Twice. Shakhtar. I mean, they're on a down year, but I mean, any team in the Champions League is is a tough team. Yeah, except Sheriff and Bruges. <laughs> Club Bruges. Um, um, but yeah, next match. All right, but next match is uh, Barcelona versus Dinamo Kiev. Uh, Barcelona catfishing everybody into thinking they're bad because they got what, one or two good results in a row. Three. Yeah, three. But I mean, the last two have been the more. Uh, I'd say, like, memorable. Yeah, yeah. They got one uh, against Valencia in the weekend, and then uh, they beat uh, Kiev. And, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I don't really do social media a whole lot because yeah. uh, uh, I, I know they're being unbearable right now. Well, I mean, it was interesting because Ansu Fati didn't start the game, but he, like, came out of the bench to so just warm up in the first half. And the whole, the, whole, the whole stadium got loud. I was like, what? And then they panned in on him, and it's like, Damn, like, y'all really hyped about him like that, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, not to say the guy played well, and he's playing well. Small sample size, but I think the key to two players for me have really... Well, I'll, I'll say three. Um, it's And it's in each sector of the field. I think Depay is stepping up. Despite him being a quickster, he's a pretty big bloke, and he can actually play some decent hold-up play, I've noticed, like with his back to the goal. And then De Jong, I mean, he's like... We can. I think we can agree he's their best midfielder. Ah, uh, Busquets, man. Oh well, yeah, Busquets is nice off I think, history. I think he's today. still. I think still, because <laughs> he's never really offered you a whole lot of pace. He's never. Obviously, he's not the strongest bloke, but I don't know, man. As far as like pure midfield goes. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it to I'll give it to De Jong because he's still able to do box to box. He's and a all spring that, chicken but, right now. Yeah, he's but a uh, Busquets, man. I think without him, they're gonna suffer a whole lot. Whenever that does happen, for sure, for sure. And that's a guy. That's a hard guy to replace. But, yeah, um, I think. And then the last guy, I want to say, uh, Serginho Dest has been somewhat of a revelation for for them. Um, you yeah, know, he it, didn't start off too hot this season, but lately he's picked it up and he's continued his form. Yeah, he did well with the U.S. national team. He, you know, he got them that banger last week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a. Uh, um. It's been like it, what seems to be a turnaround, but I don't know. I don't know how real that is. Well, there, there, it's, there's no way to really quantify it, and there's no way to tell. But good results. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't think they're still not a threat for the league. And but I think they're starting to get slowly improved. And obviously, the in- introduction of Aguero, I think down the road is going to slowly improve them as well. But it's not enough to push them over the hill. However, right now they have good momentum going into the, the El Clásico, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, And I think Madrid also have that as well because they had a banger of a match against Shakhtar. You know, and it has all the makings of a proper weekend um, of football. Um, that being said, though, I, I think Barcelona still, their problem is they're still leaving a lot of goals on the board, you know. They won 1-0. It should have been a 3-0 win. And stuff like that can bite you in the ass. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, their defense is definitely their weak point. So we're gonna see how they how they react. I mean, they finally got a win in the Champions League. They they were being big broed by everybody. Um, Imagine being big broed by by Kiev. But yeah, that would have been a, the I think almost sackable. Yeah, almost. No, I don't think it would have done it, but because by the by the sound of it, like the boards really got Coleman's back. Surprisingly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have money to fire him and then hire somebody else. That's, I think, the biggest reason. Yeah. Yeah, but. yeah it's probably a financial thing. So moving on from that, good, good, uh, good job, uh, Barcelona, getting a clean sheet for once and getting a win, Champions League. <laughs> uh, Salzburg hosting Wolfsburg. Um, I know it feels good for Austria fans and Salzburg fans to beat a German team. You know, there's kind of like that rivalry between them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think. Man, Salzburg. I think I was telling you this earlier. I I enjoy watching them play more than even Leipzig, who are perceived as a bigger Red Red Bull team. Um, like the the evolved version. Yeah. The Charizard to uh, the Charmander. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, obviously Brendan Aronson. I think he he has a soft spot for me, but I think the whole team is talented. One thing about Salzburg is they have a very young team. You know, of players that you can expect to see at a big club in the coming years and. Uh, the system they play there is very like, I think, uh, fast pace and like oriented for the counter attack because they have youngsters and I think Wolfsburg is not a bad team by no by no stretch. Otherwise, they would have not made it into the Champions League. Mm-hmm. But they looked uh, amateur, you know, to compared to Salzburg. Uh, and, and yeah, good result for them. Um, and while on the topic of uh, Aaron Sinna, uh, there is a U.S. player that's very heavily connected. I think. I mean, he's connected to everybody right now, but yeah, yeah. But Wolf Wolfsburg have been the biggest suitors so far for uh, for uh, the American international Ricardo Pepe. The, yeah, the Mexican American. I, I want to give credit to his Mexican side because it's the truth. You know, it's like it's your parents, it's my parents coming from a different country, coming here, mm-hmm. raising him, and, and giving him the the access to the best facilities, the best nutrition. And this is what you get. I think uh, it's really cool to see Ricardo Pepe on that pedestal and being rumored to go to a club like Wolfsburg because it, it does give like a kind of like a dream um, or like the illusion of a dream for a kid growing up here, you know, under the same circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being like very, very sought after. Yeah. He's the bell of the ball right now. And I think I think the that's merited. For sure. Well, there's rumors and there's almost official confirmation that the negotiation price is going to is going to break the MLS record which was initially held by Alfonso Davies from the White Caps about 3 seasons ago. So that that price is going to be broken apparently and you know if I could name a few other clubs aside from Wolfsburg, Bayern, Ajax, um Lille, I mean it's just a, a whole host of clubs that have been interested. How many of them are concrete? We'll never know, but you know, I think it's it's well, fair he, to say he's the one that that said all those rumors are real. He did, but he didn't like say which ones. But you know, because not every rumor can be real. I, I don't I think, think so. I think he said that every club that's mentioned is legit. Oh yeah, he's like they, yeah they've reached out to me type. Yeah, shit, and growing okay, going to Bayern that's special, right? Yeah, the, just using Bayern as an example. I mean, it could be anybody. Ajax that's special too, right? But the growth that he would have at Bayern isn't the same that he would have at Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, he'll be the number one guy versus 
Bayern. I mean, where are you going to see him play? Uh, cup games or uh, games where, damn, what a goal. Take a deflection. But, yeah. Uh, and um, it, But it was a nice uh, intention of it. I was going to um, say, though, uh, and, and this is where I don't know how I feel about that because the, the real reason I say that is because uh, that maybe could have been said of Alfonso Davies as well when he joined Bayern. I, I honestly thought that move was too soon for him, but he shut me up. And I think Pepe has that. I know that's maybe my illusion as a U.S. fan, but sure. I think he can be world class. Uh, he is 18 currently, which, you know, the signs of his goal scoring capabilities he's showing now, it's very. Uh, the, the, the crazy thing is, is let's say, let's say when he does go to, let's say he goes to like a, a side like Wolfsburg. In two years, if he lights it up, we're gonna be talking about oh, he's only twenty. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could, it can't yeah. be like it could, so, can't go that way. Yeah, yeah, but no, what I'm saying is like he lights it up. He's he's still only twenty. Now he's Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, Real Madrid. Sort of everyone's trying to go after him at that point. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and it's in, it's an interesting like hypotheticals we can we can create for him because I think anywhere he goes, he'll be successful. But I think in his case, he'll be best at a team that is already good. And I, because I am saying that because. Yeah, at, you don't want him to be like in a hopper position where he's trying exactly. to drag up uh, Mallorca, you know? Yeah, drag up Mallorca or, or trying to and keep up uh, Schalk as well. He was one of Schalk's highest scorers that season. They got relegated, but the chances were so thin. Like, he barely had any. And uh, by the way, Josh Sargent, same issue he had at, at Werder Bremen. So I, I I'm afraid for that for for Pepe, but I would say Wolfsburg is is maybe a, a cut above that those teams I well, mentioned. Well, it's a Champions League team as currently, it stands. Currently, as I, it stands. yeah, as it stands. I don't know uh, what their ranking is right now in the Bundesliga, but I I think uh, anywhere he goes, man, I'm happy. I want him to be in Europe, wherever that is. I don't care if it's a club as low as as you know fucking Crystal Palace or I, if I it's think, a club. Uh, you know, and that was. Uh, that was like an uh, something I wanted to talk about uh, in the last pod uh, because we were talking about um, you know Me- Mexico's internationals because it was the la- it was the international break last week. Yeah, Mexico's internationals um, sometimes do well in Europe and others don't do well. You know, and we and we were talking about specifically about um, Memo Choa. That that was the argument that we were having with within ourselves. I think it was like on Friday or something. Right. Right. Um, where well we can't compare him to Tim Howard or or Casey Keller because he didn't play for top sides but everywhere he went you know he was he was a top player even though it wasn't a, a hot team he was always voted the best player for the season so my thing is is like is a player and and this is a MLS discussion too is is a player better specifically and only because they're playing Europe because you can be playing in fucking Belgium or or Sweden or something. It's not necessarily a top league. And yeah. I don't know if I, I would necessarily put those leagues above MLS or Liga Mekis. Right, right. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. I think there's several layers to that to that onion of football, you know? But I, I think, like, and just to touch on it first, I think when we say Europe, it's a very vague topic. I think I think when I, when I say Europe, I really, like, refer to the best leagues. But, yeah, you are right because there I, are players I, playing in the Norwegian league. I would say, and... Obviously, Premier League is number one. La Liga is tied maybe with Italy right now or even Germany. Um, Porto, I mean, Portuguese, Portugal. Yeah. Uh, um, what else? The Dutch League and the French League. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, when we're talking about Europe, I, that's what I really uh, okay, refer to. Okay. I mean, just in. But you, I think that's what I think of too when I say Europe. Right. I, I don't. I mean, I don't want to see my players go to the Dutch. I mean, the Swedish league or the or, Romanian league, like shit <laughs> like that. There are the players that play league. Yeah. Fucking sheriff. So you have to you have to take that into consideration too. But I think. Um, you know, in terms of like going back to Ochoa, I think I, my only gripe with him because I can live with the player being on a shit team, but when you're not not even on the team, like you're a, a backup on a shit team, I think that does speak about what where your level is at, or it, you you've alluded to this. Maybe it might be a case of favoritism as well, things like that. But I think from that perspective, I mean it. I I have noticed that whenever he was given an opportunity to play, he was pretty good. You know, he was, I mean, he, everybody's prone to mistakes, especially at the keeper position. He made plenty, but we, I, we can't deny that. But he also had good moments. But he didn't have enough of those moments, I feel, because there was moments where he was on the bench for Ahasio or on the bench for Malaga. And I, I actually looked into that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, because I, I do remember him being on the bench a lot, but that was specifically Malaga because at Ahasio, he, I mean, he got player of the year twice for their club. Right, right, Not, right. not for the French League, of course. Right, but, right uh, um, yeah. But anyway, um, you know, he he had a, such a strange career, man. He was rumored. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that goal was so nice. That was a Nabi Keita. He, that's he's got two bangers this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like at this point, I was thinking Liverpool's gonna win this game. You know, 13th minute, two nil against like a, t- a good team. Both goals <laughs> yeah, were a great great team, bit fortunate. Man. And I don't mean this is a great strike, completely earned. I just mean uh, like the way it just came up for him, like damn, sure. it was it was like a, not a built play, but man, you're gonna love this goal. The, he hits it a, a little bit with, it's a half volley outward spin. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant. But um, yeah, what a player though. I mean, to to have that quality on the on the instinct, it's crazy. And right now we're watching Atletico Liverpool in the background. Yeah, yeah, he's got two bangers this year. Two two Puskas. Worthy goals, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, unlucky uh, clearance for the Atletico Shit, player, man. but he catches it, catches it on the outside perfectly. And his his follow through is crazy. Yeah, his his a, foot ended up higher than his head. You know what I like the follow through is when you kick the ball so hard that your whole body springs up. You, you oh, have like yeah, a yeah. like a little jump after the after you make contact. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, man, I, I really hope that Pepe really gets the potential that all those players didn't reach. The Donovan. Uh, Altador, um, more recently Sargent and uh, Pulisic. Pulisic, uh, man, he, I don't know. I think I think uh, he's just fragile. He's just got that, yeah, those glass bones, man. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, he's. I don't know. He's kind of earning himself a move down. If I'm honest, I think based on availability, yes, but based on skill, he, you know, let's, let's not forget he played a crucial. Rolling in their Champions League run last year, even against City, and he all you know he plays very well against City, which puts me in a conflict. But um, you know, I, I think he's a top player, but availability is a big thing, and that that plays into that role I, as well. I think he's like in the B plus tier teams. I mean, I, I just based off like the the differences he's made against top opposition, the way he did against Madrid, the way he did against. You know, City and, and other teams. I think yeah. he, he's warranted his position at, at a top club. Champions League every year. No he's doubt. worth Champions League for sure. Oh, yeah. Top club Champions I, League. I don't know if he's like a championship starter player. 
uh, for I Champions mean, League, like a contender. Well, if he's like, say, if he's not at the best clubs in the world, which right now he's currently at one of the best. Mm-hmm. I think like when he was at Dortmund, he was a shoe in starter. I think I think Dortmund is his love, like that can type be his of level, team. Yeah, it can be. I'm not denying that. Yeah, I think it would be I, more I, beneficial I, for him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because if, if he wants game. playing time, yeah, yeah, like that sort of level, like um, I don't know. Enter um, AC Milan, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, dude, that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's still a good player. He, he's an impact player, but he just can't fucking stay healthy, man. That that ankle injury that he had in the previous, the the it's yeah, it's from the first World Cup qualifying. Yeah, game. he's that was only supposed to be ten days or so. Now and now we're talking two months almost. Yeah, yeah, or a month and a half now. It's absurd. Yeah. How unavailable and Gio Reyna is, is actually following kind of along those same footsteps as well. Yeah, yeah, it's still just, very young, but and I think he has a higher ceiling. Can be, yeah. I, and you know who I think made up a lot of ground on him in this brief six month period? Uh, Brendan Aronson for me has has made some ground up on him. They're very similar so? players. Oh yeah, yeah. But Brendan Aronson, uh, very similar. There, I think they're some of the most sim- similar players. I think Brendan Aronson um, for his like work rate. Because Reyna, yeah, he does. Oh, but Reyna has the intangibles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reyna, Reyna has, like, that instinct and, and that touch. And that he but, has that two-footedness as well. He's good with both feet. And Aronson, he's got more of that, that workhorse mentality. For sure. Skillful. Um, yeah, because Reyna's a little softer. Yeah, yeah. Well, Reyna's But he's a, got that skill to make up for it. Yeah, Reyna's a, a, ma- a maestro, if you will. Uh, just like a, a type of guy that, you know, strictly there for his ingenuity. He's going to cut you up. Yeah, so... Oh, but I mean, I think those those players, to be in that class is, is what you aspire to as a U.S. player right now, you know, to be in that sure. conversation. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, going back to our initial point, I think Pepe can get to that level, but he's going to need to go to the right club. Yeah, I don't know. Development and Wolfsburg's in sixth place right now, as it stands. That's not bad. That's no. that means, uh, and he already has a countryman there. Uh, lest we forget John Brooks, who uh, you know, unfortunately today got sliced up. You know, but yeah. to a good Salzburg team. So yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see uh, mm-hmm. where he ends up. I can't wait, and that's coming up because the January transfer window is is anticipated to be the the point of departure, if you will. So well, what, what do you do if uh, Madrid signs him as a backup striker to to be an understudy under under Benzema? Are, are, you, are you heated? Yeah, are you heated as a fan or are you like, I get I get it for the marketing strategy um, or is it a combination? I don't of think both? It, I don't think. Well, I'm sure marketing would play part of it. Um, but Madrid's never usually that team. <laughs> but if I if they did get him, I'd be happy for Pepe. Uh, I mean, yeah, I yeah. like Pepe. You know, like that's a, that's an odd thing for me to say for a lot of U.S. players because I don't really, I don't really give them a benefit of doubt. I know it's unfair on me, and I know I said it on this podcast that you know I'd root for them a lot more, but I I find it hard to sometimes. Yeah, I think a lot of the punditry too kind of turns me off on them, to be yeah. honest. And like the dudes that show up to the games, like dresses like the Statue of Liberty, and the good guys. Yeah, the did good- we ever talk about that on the pod? No. Well, yeah, Alexi Lawless is like, yeah. Another win. It wasn't pretty, but another win for the good guys. The good guys. Do you know how much uh, that? I don't know. I still think about that sometimes. I know, like, that's why I that said fucking, it to you. Oh, dude, uh, that, the that, smugness on that. Huh? The smug, like the good guys. The, I, uh, mm, I don't know. There, there was there was a few undertones there that that rubbed me the wrong way, and it, uh, it boils my blood to this day. You sent that like three weeks ago. And it fucking sent me. Yeah. Like yeah. two weeks ago, man. 
He was drunk too, so he meant that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, no, I'm 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 happy for uh, for Pepe's attention, man. He's a, you know, and I talked to my dad the other day. Um, I hadn't really talked to him uh, about uh, football uh, in like two or three weeks. So I I asked him. I was like, Hey, do you think it's? And I know it's not up to Mexico, but I'm like, do you, do you think it's a mistake for Mexico to not pursue him harder than they probably should have? Or the, the harder than they did. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. like, the, the, right now, the, the problem that Mexico has and the problem that Mexico gets caught up in, you know, they, they have these stages where they develop good players for a good while. So we had um, uh, Chicharito. Right now, it's uh, it's Raul Jimenez, who's still, like, I think, a, not a top, top striker, a B-plus kind of striker. He's not, he's not necessarily your... Harry Kane or your... But he's on the periphery of everything. Yeah, kind of like a Mario Mandzukic. Yeah, who, yeah. Who that always level. managed to have a really good job. Yeah. Um, but ne- but never never Benzema, never Iguain, never um, uh, Giroud. Who, he's probably on that level, though, pl- as far as like, skill goes. Yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, um, yeah, Raul Jimenez, you know, for, for everything, you know. So Mexico gets complacent, and they don't like... They don't... There's a lot of politics within it, but anyway, he's like, yeah, we, we should have definitely gone for Pepe. You know, I, I think yeah. he's a good player. He, he's like, I love the way he moves, and I agree. I, I think Pepe, the you thing that sets like him apart. Nine. Yeah, yeah the, the thing that sets him apart from all the fakers that the U.S. have had are uh, is his uh, his movement, the way he operates in the box and his, his touch. But, yeah, that's yeah, enough. He has about. a very, uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but to yes. add on. He has a very like South American slash like just like la- Latino style of play to him too, with the cuts he makes with his dribbles. It's not very much what what is preached here in the states, you know, in AYSO and club <laughs> yeah. level. It's yeah, very, they, they love their physical players in in uh, the U.S. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, he does have a, a touch of of the you know what you see in like a Luis Suarez or a Cavani, yeah. like just mm-hmm. like a direct guy with with. Uh, a quick inventiveness to him, you know. Yeah. Well, we the U.S. hasn't had anybody like that since Clint Dempsey for me, you know, at the at the nine position. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely happy for him, and I and I hope he, you know, the the stepping stone that he takes. Because let's be honest, the the next step is a stepping stone to what's supposed to be a, you know, U.S. greatness. Yeah. But anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, we have Benfica getting their ass handed to them by Bayern Munich. Uh, four to zero. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I mean Bayern Munich, man. I think they're, <laughs> you know, last year maybe was a down year in terms of quality, but they they've picked it right back up with uh, Nagelsmann. Yeah, he's a top manager. I always said like I think I I would want him if After I had any Pep. choice at a manager. Yeah, like I think he's just he's very uh, methodical, you know, and is going it's showing now because Bayern are at a level that. They hadn't reached for about a year and a half. They had a bad year after they, they won. They won their their Champions League, and then they just kind of plateaued for a bit. They're, it looks like they're back to life, and um, yeah, it's coming from every angle too. And, and it's and it's following a, a beatdown of second place in in the Bundesliga last last week. They yeah. beat the shit out of um, out of um, who the fuck was it? Um, Munchen Gladbach. Yeah, they munched, and then they were glad they were back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right, right. man. Uh, but Fair yeah, uh, so nine goals in two games. 
which is a uh, which is uh, uh no no it wasn't Monchengladbach it was uh, Leverkusen oh, Leverkusen who who's been uh, actually pretty good um oh yeah that's how did I how did I not remember that um but um uh, yeah five to zero win and then four to zero win nine goals none in return that's that's better than a lot of teams can say sheesh I think than anyone can say to be honest with you yeah. but anyway uh. Moving on from there, Manchester United uh, versus Atalanta. We just watched this, uh, 3-2. to two. United were down 2-0 to zero at one point. The most dangerous result in football. Can be. 2-0, uh, to zero, and then United with uh, some late Ronaldo theatrics. Um, they were the better team, I'd say. Uh, I thought it was pretty even, you know. I, thought, I honestly thought it was pretty even. I thought both keepers were tested a few times. Um but, you know, I, I felt it was a pretty even game. But I, I thought, um you know, I guess I can slightly give the edge to United. So, but, I mean, they, they had a much better second half than they did the first half, I will say. If it was, you know, it was a game of two For halves, sure. you yeah. could say. I guess so. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. Moving on, uh, Villarreal puts four on uh, Young Boys. Four to one win. Yeah. Uh, Leon and Sevilla, I think, have the only goalless game of the of the Champions League uh, match week. Nil nil. Nil nil. Juventus uh, beats uh, Zenit one to zero, and then Chelsea puts four on Malmo uh, four to zero. Easy as you like. And I want to say, a lot of goals this fucking week, one man. Of the, one of the best teams in Europe for me. Chelsea. Yeah. Sure. I mean, four 0 win for Bayern, four 0 win for Chelsea. They got to be the two best in the league right now. What about five zero for Real Madrid? Uh, but they're not even. They're not even the 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 team highest ranked with the name Real in their club name in the league. So I don't want to hear it. That's Real Sociedad. <laughs> La Real. Yeah, and Chelsea. Can, they can't really look. They can talk down on everybody in the table right now. You know, and in the Champions League, as far as I'm concerned, and they, they they let it be known again four nil. Man, um, first of all, uh, fuck Chelsea. <laughs> Let's let that be known. And secondly, it's, it's man, they're not they're not that good right now. Just letting you know, they're fooling. They're fooling y'all. Um, do you want to preview? Uh, oh no, no. Uh, Champions League comes back in two weeks. Oh, two weeks, is it? Yeah, so we don't have to talk about the next one. Do uh, you want to talk about the league uh, reviews and whatnot? Sure. Um, what's going on in the, the premier the premiership? Wait, hold on. Hold it now. I think Liverpool are going to win the league. I'm all this, Gary. <laughs> they look really good. Say it uh, a little louder. Oh, uh, <clears throat> uh, speaking of Liverpool, five to zero against Watford, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you? How do you feel about those uh, Salah best in the world right now? Room um, talks. I think I think it's well warranted to be in the discussion. In the discussion, I think he deserves to be in the in the top debate, you know, and which is like Lewandowski, Benzema, and him for me right now. So. I think it's well warranted. 
I don't think he is the best, but I think he's in the conversation. He's I think, just in crazy form right now. Yeah, yeah. Because once he doesn't, well, once he stops scoring at this rate, people are gonna forget. Do you think he's gonna stop scoring at this rate? Yeah, yeah. He's had, he's in a good moment though. I will give him that. But like right now, he, he's in a moment where the ball is just rolling in his favor. You know. Like you know, he's the, creating the, the, some the, of his goals though. No, well, yeah, yeah. But like the deflection he got today, for example. It's like, uh, you know, he's having a bit of fortune to him, which is, you make your own fortune. There's a skill in that, too. I'm just saying that. I just don't think he's going to keep it up at this rate. Whereas I can't say the same for Benzema because he's been doing it for a while now. And it's been no breaks. Like, literally, I mean, maybe he'll have, like, I don't remember when it was. It's been a while, but maybe he had a moment where, like, he had two games, no scoring. But best believe the third game, he was back. Probably a brace, too. (laughs) I can't say the same about Salah because I forgot about him last season. You was know? he one of the top scorers? Well, it wasn't memorable. It was like penalties, you know, things like that. Which that there's some merit in that, but uh, like those, those nobody was having those shots last season. Is what I'm saying. He's he's off to a great start this season, though. I just don't think he'll keep it up. I see. Okay, so five zero Liverpool uh, over uh, Watford. Watford. I don't know. I think I think they might get relegated. Yeah, they're looking like it. Yeah, they have seven points right now somehow. But they're they're not too far off from uh, from safety. Next up is uh, Aston Villa hosting uh, Wolverhampton, and they were up two to zero. I remember looking at the score for this, and it was like in the seventy fifth minute or something, and Villa was up two to zero. I was like, wow, okay, Wolves yeah. kind of suck. And then I, I checked like about half hour later after the games were finished for that for that period, three to two. Yeah. Whoa. Come back. Again, the most dangerous score, two zero, and uh, yeah, Wolves win three to two. Um, moving on, uh, <laughs> Leicester City beats uh, Manchester United uh, at home, and uh, United were one of the better to have like the, this stupid record of uh, away games without losses, and yeah. that was shattered against uh, Leicester. And they were they were drawing at one point two to two, or, um, but yeah, Leicester figured out a way to. They're just very like, ah, like how's the way? They're very efficient with the very little attacks they get, you know. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. They won't pass you out of the park really, but the little chances they get to counter, they'll make you know they'll make you hurt for sure. Yeah, Taylor played really well too. He's a good midfielder. Uh, Rogers is. Yeah, he's doing a pretty good job with Leicester right now. Yeah. That's not a foul. Um, but anyway, um, four to two United and this is where all the Zali, the manager and everything talks started yeah. chirping up. Uh Norwich uh and Brighton to a nil nil uh stalemate. Yeah. Um not much to say there, right? Nah, it's you know almost expected. Yeah, Brighton played Even though Brighton are the better team, but I think Norwich actually make it a tough game. They just haven't scored the goals. They're kind of like this year's Fulham. Well, they don't really have the defense either. Yeah, at least Fulham had Anthony Robinson. Uh, we oh I know we don't do championship here, but what a goal from Anthony Robinson this weekend, huh? Sure. Uh, fair no, he, no he, he hit it pretty well. Yeah, he's, he's decent. Um, but yeah, good uh, save by Allison there. 
é alixão, é muito bueno, é melhor que Edilson. <laughs> uh, next match. Southampton, man, they don't go away. They just don't, they just don't shut up shop, do they? No, they beat Leeds. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds last Leeds. year is a chaotic neutral. Uh, have started off very badly. This, yeah, they're more like this year's Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're, uh, they're uh, not good, and Southampton wins one to zero. Um, this was a match. Chelsea playing uh, Brantford. Brantford. Brantfree. <laughs> Brantford outplayed them, man. And uh, Brantford is... I don't know, man. I wouldn't necessarily say outplayed. They outplayed them, brother. Yeah, I mean, well, they kind of did, didn't they? They, they did. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. But hey, go on, Chile. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ben Chilwell. Yeah, that's what they call him on the English national team. They're like, oh, Chile? Yeah, he's class. Yeah, um, Chelsea just eke out a win, 1-0. One, one that's right. How many points? That's one, two, three. One, two, three. You know, sometimes it's it's these games that aren't pretty. Uh, people are saying, by the way, after this game, give Mendy a statue. Give, you know, Mendy this, Mendy that. One good save. Uh, One good fucking save, man. And, and and that's what pisses me off. It was like no one said anything about Mendy. No one cared. The the Ballon d'Or uh, shortlist. Um, uh, it's twenty players, is it? Yeah. Came out. No one said shit. The minute his uh, international teammate, um, I forgot what country he plays for. Rudiger. No, well, no. R- Rudiger said it too, but somebody from his team as well, yeah. Yeah, someone from his international team said it. Ah, fuck. I, I even forgot what team it was. It's, it's like it's one of the bigger African yeah. countries, or like one of the better ones. Word. I, I, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Like, I don't know how. I just remember Rudiger saying it too. He's yeah. like, I don't know. It's insane how he's not in that nomination list of uh, Ballon d'Or. <laughs> and everybody, including the fucking Chelsea fans, start talking about, oh, how is he not? I was like, guys, he didn't, like, okay, he was, he was fine. He was good. But he wasn't Ballon d'Or worthy. He wasn't uh, Courtois. He wasn't Old fucking, Block. he wasn't Oblak. He wasn't Navas. <laughs> he wasn't fucking Donnarumma, who won uh, European silverware. He wasn't none of that. Yes, he was a keeper for the team that won the the um, the Champions League, but they didn't win it because of him. They won it because all, of, yeah. they won it because Tuchel uh, set up a very good defensive uh, side, and that was it. They didn't win because because uh, Edward Mendy played out of his fucking mind. So let's calm down on that shit. Just because one person said it doesn't mean it's true, and just because he's on your team doesn't doesn't mean you have to fucking cry. Bloody, bloody fucking Mary on uh, on that kind of shit, man. It's annoying. Shoot. Same thing with Jorginho. Same thing with Conte. Yeah. Yes, they were on championship winning sides. They're not that good to win Ballon d'Or. And if they win it, I'll be fucking appalled. Ah oh, shit, dude. Yeah, well, they're not. They're, they're not good enough to. I'm Chelsea sorry. Chelsea fans, you, if they do win it, uh, you might not want to tune into that podcast. He's gonna have some <laughs> I'll stern be, I'll be disgusted. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's just so much chatter about even even before they won the Champions League, yeah, they were talking yeah. about Jorginho, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> no. And you know the worst part is that you're gonna hear from Chelsea supporters specifically because you'll be like, yeah, yeah. You know, Jorginho has as many Ballon d'Ors as uh, Modric. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he didn't. They're, t- they're, like they're fucking t- clueless football fans. They don't know football. Uh, 
They, they happen to have a good team because of, you know, that KGB money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said uh, they happen right. they happen to be good because of that. All but, right. But um no nah, man, they're they, they throw money on their problems. Which fair enough, they, they, they can afford to. But Sometimes it sticks. Ch- Chelsea fans they they don't know ball. Well they're used to the finer things. And uh, moving on, Sunday, October seventeenth, uh, West Ham oh, beats yeah. Everton one to zero. We didn't go over City Burnley, but oh, we didn't. Uh, it's okay. Nothing much to talk about. Two nil. Bernardo Silva. What a season he's having. And KDB. Shooting boots have been on lately for the bloke, and yeah, proper loving it. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully he gets closer to his uh, usual form. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We hope so. Two nil. Burnley. Good. Good riddance. Let's get them. Let's get them relegated, y'all. Dude, okay. How did I skip over City? Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Um, They're not a big club. <laughs> yeah, West Ham beats Everton zero. Um, hey, Angelo Ogbona, what a player! Yeah, but I'm. I really fancy uh, the the keeper kit for Everton. No kidding. I like it. Why is it? Cause who is their keeper? Uh, Pickers. Wait, West Ham. Or oh, you said, oh, Everton. Everton, said, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I, I, I was forgetting who West Ham's keeper was. It's Ariola, right? Sure. I, I was going to say, I, I forget. Um, oh, but yeah, I know. Pick, Pickers. Yeah. Fabianski. Ah, Fabianski. Yeah, but it, is Pickers taking your girl? Nah, man. That's one guy <laughs> I, I feel. I'm, I, for most footballers, I say, yeah, because there's plenty of reasons. But, you know, there's this thing on about Pickford that everybody clowns him on is that he has his tor- his torso is too big for the length of his arms. So they clown him for that, for his goalkeeping. So ever since that, I just don't see him as a threat, bro. <laughs> but he has he's no got, reach on But me. he's got a English accent, slick back hair, tall. Blonde, uh, colored, fair-skinned, fair-skinned. Yeah. And our, our uh, let's face it, man, our brown sisters love those features. Uh, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. I mean, not my girl, but maybe. But the uh, the, the average, yeah. The average. <laughs> <But> I, <imagine. laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Uh, I, I wouldn't be afraid. That, that dude's just got one of those faces. He's kind of angry all the time, isn't he? Yeah. And then uh, Tottenham get a result against Newcastle. Tottenham find themselves in tied for fifth place. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still, you know, kind of a work in progress. But the the final, the last games, they've actually picked up their form. Um, but I think more was made about how poor Harry Kane's form was than actually Spurs. They weren't that bad, you know. No, they were losing a lot, man. We there was a whole lot of. Nuno's fucking up. Well, but it wasn't like terrible though. I I feel like they were losing. But they also had big results, like they beat City. That know? was the only result they had. That was that was giving Nuno credibility. Yeah, uh, that that was that was uh, the Ole effect with Nuno. He's like, oh well, he beat City, but they they had lost games, man. I I'm kind of surprised that they're so high up. Well, then how are they higher than United? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't know. Well, United been playing like shit. Oh uh, well, yeah, it's their turn now. And also, I mean, I was going to say maybe it's just a matter of, you know, Nuno getting used to what personnel he has as well. That too. The early half of the season is going to be a bumpier road. Tinkering. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, uh, good result for Tottenham, though. Good to see Kane getting back on the board. Uh, Hyung Min Sung and Harry Kane become, I think, the sixth 
or a fifth, something like that. Most uh, highest scoring tandem duo. Duo, yeah. It's uh, you know the few a few names on there: Frank Lampard and uh, Didier Drogba, Silva, Aguero, uh, Aguero, Lundqvist, and Henry Henry, I should say. So yeah, I mean they're in good company for sure. Um, what a pass! Shit. But yeah, good result, and I think did we have a game on Monday? Yeah, I believe we yeah, did. Yeah, uh, right? Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, two to two. London I've got to say, man, that MacArthur foul on Saka. Fuck, uh, that, that really changed the game. That really changed your perspective on MacArthur? Fuck him. Whoa. Hey, he didn't look at the ball when at all. When you're an opponent, you do you try to win by any means. Look, Arsenal were up 1-0 at that at that moment. It was at the end of the first half. If the pen would have been given, it's an easy 2-0. Like, you know, they're, they're in the driver's seat at that point for you. Yeah, totally. Well, Bukayo Saka is one of their main players. Bukaki. Uh, <laughs> I, I was listening to the ESPN FC uh, uh, show for, for that weekend, and... Uh, all the guys were talking about how that's not a foul. He's looking at the ball, uh, like, oh, uh, yeah. as if as if that's always been the barometer for for what can what's considered a red or, or an egregious foul. Like, there's been so many reds where the guy's looking at the ball and not looking at the ball. So if he's not looking at the ball, it makes it a red. I don't get it. Uh, if he's looking at the ball, I mean, he he can obviously see the trajectory that his leg takes on the back of Saka's leg uh, is nowhere near where the ball's gonna be. So he knows exactly where Saka is. He looks <laughs> at him. It's such an it's so fucking so blatant, and uh, I think that changed the whole match. You're down to man now. You're up two to zero, or you're down two to zero. I guess if you're a uh, Palace. Yeah. Uh, well, what else? What else needs to be said? Yeah, at that point. And uh, for for the ref to not even look Take at that VAR, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's, it's really... It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm glad you could see it now. Yeah, but we have to say, um, Palace, to give them their roses, I mean, they played without their best player, Wilfred Zaha. And I have to say, Vieira mm-hmm. does have some kind of... Uh, some kind of football being played there, at least much more, you know, transcending than what we saw from Hodgson, which was very oatmeal, you know, very... Just bland. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Vieira in his playing time. Uh, I don't know if you ever got a chance to watch him. But oh yeah, well he played for City. He was an attack-minded player. He he was you know a, a difference maker and and opening up the game. Yeah. He, so he's he was, taking he was that Yaya philosophy Torre before Yaya Torre. Yep, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Nah, you know, great player, great tactician, played and an Arsenal in legend, countries. by the way. Arsenal legend for sure. Yeah, yeah. He um, you know, he's had a really like a lot of different touches on his football too like he coached in the mls for two seasons with nycfc uh he also did eds work eds was the under 23 for man city before you know coaches up players like kalechi hianacho uh, <clears throat> foden brandon barker jack harrison all these guys he actually coached jack harrison in, in new york too but you know this guy he's well polished you know he's 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 done it for a consistent amount of time now and i think that's how you do it and I think Crystal Palace have a hell of a manager. They're punching above their weight with with him. Yeah, I think so. I, I would yeah. say, yeah. Top yeah, one. fortunate though that that was a just I don't know a blatant foul. And uh, they were they were they were lucky that the ref was yeah. too proud to go oh, to VAR. Get along with it. That's just an knock in my day. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no. I think any way you cut it, that's a red. Uh, <laughs> There's no football playing there. Ah, uh, come on, man. 
You, you know, when you kick a ball, you swing your foot. Sometimes you <laughs> hit somebody. Yeah, I get it. It's, Let's preview next week, man. Ah, uh, fuck's sake. All right. Uh, and Arsenal have a quick turnaround from Monday through Friday. Monday. Uh, they play Aston Villa at home. Uh, what do you news. take on that? Is that Friday? That's this Friday. Sheesh. The 22nd, 22. I'll take Arsenal. I think they're in, in a good run of form right now. Undefeated in like the last six. Not bad, huh? Yeah, so I mean, really should have won last game too, but you know, it is what it is. I think they're better than Villa. And Villa, you know, did lose to Wolves. They were in the driver's seat for much of the match, but you know, I, I just think Arsenal are, are a much better team. Much more cohesive than what we've come to know. Than what we've seen in the early weeks. Yeah, I mean, and even going back to last season, you know, it's just like yeah. they're much better now. You can take them serious. I think so. Yeah, so. And, uh, yeah, I, Arsenal, 3 0. Damn. That's a lot. Yeah. I'll take a 3 3 1. Fair enough. Uh, so, moving on from that, uh, Chelsea hosting Norwich, which we'll see at the LA Coliseum. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, First game of the day. I'll take Chelsea fucking 4 0. I'll take Chelsea 3 1. Norwich has terrible defense and terrible offense. But they have Josh Sargent. Uh, like I said, terrible offense. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, just, he, he tries really hard, man, but he's uh, just, he just doesn't have the facilities. He's our generation's Brian McBride? <laughs> Fuck's yeah, sake. With, well, he's a hot Cheeto, too. Yeah. Nah, next match, though, we have Palace against Newcastle. Two very similar teams in terms of their trajectories in the past five years. And what they, the history they have in, in England and all that. Although I'll say Newcastle have a little bit more history for what it's worth. But yeah, a, a very equal game, I feel. Um, although I have to fancy Palace because they've been a better team. And Newcastle are currently, you know, experiencing troubles. Not only at the management position, not all the players are available. So it's just like, it's a nightmare. I'll take a Benteke brace. 2-0. Yeah, I'll take 2-1. I'll uh, take a... Yeah, I'll take uh, a 2-0. Uh, yeah. Say Maximin. Yeah, he's a good player. I'm biased. He's on my team. And next match, we have Everton-Watford. Uh, I'll take Everton. Everton. 1-0. Leeds-Wolves. That's a good one, man. That's a very good one. You know, clubs of the similar, sim, of kind of similar level. Not on the table. But, um, you know... I'm sure. I'm sure they're not super far, but I'll take. Uh, I'll take Leeds for the tie. I'll take Wolves for the tie. <laughs> Wolves two to one. Jimenez brace. Ah. Jimenez hat trick. Ah. Two to one. Yeah, Wolves. With Leeds, um, I love Leeds, but they're just not the same as last season. Yo. <laughs> I know. I'm on. Ah. <laughs> Tripping, nah. Um, but uh, no, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good match. I think they're pretty. Easy. Southampton, Burnley, man. What do you think about that? Ah, uh, that's Southampton. The Saints. Oh, man, I see nil oh, nil. the Saints. Oh, when the Saints. I see a nil nil or one one. Oh, when the Saints come marching in. Yes, easy. No, nah, no, nah, easy work. Two nil. Goals from Gineppo and Tino Di Vramiento. All right, and then um. Let's see here. Oh, Brighton uh, hosting Manchester City. Because maybe. Yeah, now nah, we're winning that. I'll say uh, 3-1. Brighton 2-1. Uh, Calling it. <laughs> damn. Call Fair your enough. bookie. That's a lock. Fair enough. No, Brighton's a good team. I think they can score on City. 
but we're just in too much, you know, in too much form. We we just got too much meat for their bones, <laughs> and it crushed them. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, Sunday, Brentford hosting Leicester. Come on, you bees! Leicester one to zero. Ah, oh, I thought you hate Cinderella stories. That's why I said Leicester. Ah, oh, shit. So, shit. Damn, I guess Brentford's a bigger Cinderella than... Today? These days, yeah. And then uh, West Ham hosting Tottenham. Damn, that's a good match. That's a pretty good match. I'll uh, take a draw. 2-2 two, two draw. What? Uh, Tottenham. 2-0. Harry hey. Kane brace. Man, Mikel Antonio still, still... Is he back? He's back, and he's better. And he has a big heart. Tottenham 2 0. <laughs> Yo. Uh, I think the next match is the best match. Match, oh, of, match the of the week. Yeah. Liverpool, Man U. At Old Trafford. At Old Trafford at the you Swamp. You know, I think, uh, I think uh, Manchester United's going to show up. Uh, no, nah, I think other luck expired today, if I'm honest. Well, see, all the luck they need is uh, one Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Is he going to be pressing like he was today? Soon! Ah, yeah, nah, man. Two to one. Hey, and no, and by the way, I'd love for United to win. Manchester United. Because it would would keep, you know, Liverpool lower on the table. I know. But, uh, ah, man, you see the form Liverpool are in, right? You saw what they did to Atleti, albeit under murky circumstances, but you saw what they did to Watford. That was, you know, And Manchester United? Watford is not... Or Manchester United is more, I don't know. Anyway, Manchester okay. United. Well, the thing I, the thing about it is United are capable of that kind of result. So I'm not. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. Yeah, two to one, Manchester United. And then Monday, no, no Monday, plays. no Monday match. Oh, Monday morning. Do you want to talk about El Clasico? El Plastico, yeah. Real Madrid three zero. Damn. Like that? Like that. Sheesh. Nah, man. I know I'm going to get fried for this. Uh, you guys are going to kill me. Don't buy the fool's gold. Uh, but don't, don't you do it. You know. Don't you dare do it. Uh, I, ha- I have to take things into account. And I think uh, Real Madrid are the better team, I have to say. Without a doubt, they are the better team. But they're going to be in Barcelona. At the Camp Nou, <laughs> with you know, with the the fans involved, riled up, first class, real classical with like real meaning again. You know, in terms of like fans being allowed, vaccinations being fully put through in Spain, it's gonna be a crazy atmosphere. Two one Barca, goals from Gries. I mean, sorry, not Gries. Uh, Depay, and well, none other than Sergio El Kun, Leonel Agüero. Okay, now let's go back to reality for a second. Uh, let me come back down. Uh, uh, that's that's cute. And yeah, it's going to be a stadium that's not going to be quite full. Last minute arrangement for uh, uh, full capacity. Well. Uh, relatively speaking, of course. Um, Barcelona with a terrible right defensive side. Terrible defensive side, but equally de- terrible on the right. Where, which is where Real Madrid is the strongest. 
on their left side. Um, team for team, player for player. Wait, is this? Real Madrid, 3-0. Uh, Vinicius, Finicius, uh, Benzema, Ballon d'Or caliber player right now. And uh, that's all she wrote, brother. Hey, Real Madrid, big win. The, it's not even a statement because we know where Real Madrid is and we know where Barcelona is. That's how things are, and that's how they will be. Well, three three we, wins in a row already, as it is. We know where United are, and we know where Liverpool Liverpool are, right? So we gotta we gotta we gotta take things into account. Upsets happen, you know. Sometimes Madrid loses to Alaves. Sometimes you know Barca lose to Hetafe. It happens, um, and I think I do. And I, that's why I said before the prediction. I think Madrid are the better team. I just think uh, you know set piece here, set piece there, maybe a dodgy call here, dodgy call there penalty red car i mean i just think it's going to be one of those days where barca get a little lucky and they're going to be fooled the way united fans are being fooled about all and i rest my case there and it's going to do a favor for atleti is anyone uh fooled by uh, ollie right now well there are united fans that are actually like bought still bought into him <laughs> that's hilarious i find that hilarious ah uh, why man i mean the ronaldo effect you know it has that effect on people it, it romanticizes a uh a very minuscule moment, you know, and that's that's what perception can do. But that being said, upset Vizca Barca, más que un club, eh? Vamos carajo. Yeah. Come on, Coleman. Yeah, no. Trust but, your um, gut. Uh, sorry. There's enough of it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Madrid's gonna put the put the beat on uh, on Barcelona. <laughs> From start to finish, as we've done the last three games in a row. That's oh, right. Man. Oh, you're in for a rude awakening, my guy. There's no awakening to be had, man. You uh, just you just described <laughs> Barcelona having to get lucky to get this win. And it ain't happening, son. But, you know, that's the thing. I mean, if Sheriff can do it, why can't they? ¿Por qué no imaginemos cosas chingonas? Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I think uh, it's, I'm a glass half empty. I mean, a glass half full type of guy right now. With with, uh, with, with Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Bisca Barca. Um, hey, man. You, hey, More power to yeah, you. Yeah, 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 brother. You, but believe all you want, man. Uh, Cinderella was also a fairy tale, too. Um, but anyway, uh, that's that's my that's my thoughts on El Clásico. Sheesh. And, uh, man, I would love for nothing else other than uh, Barcelona tears. <whistles> However many fans are left anyway. Sheesh. And I, and I say that with the loosest and most generous of intentions. Uh, but anyway, uh, anything else that we need to discuss? No, no. I, I think that, that covers everything. Um, yeah. All right, Top man. Uh, yeah, episode uh, 67. Set eight. I don't remember. Sure. Um, two guys, two mics, two pints. We'll be back next week. We'll we'll be discussing a classical and more, and f- maybe we'll have some recordings of the uh, fan event for the Premier League morning. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, two guys, two mics, two pints. Y'all take care. Peace. See you.